Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. <gasps> Nerd Debate 5 live. There we in go. Person. Boom. That yes. is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at the amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 730 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds <laughs> argue with each other. Yeah. All right, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs>Guys with beers talking about movies with capes. Episode 112. I'm Casey Ryan. <laughs> and I'm Todd Panic. And, and we, watched we watched Doctor Strange. You know, it's always got to be like that. I literally can't hear that now without hearing you sing that. So, <laughs> well, thanks to Paul F. Tompkins. That is a uh, Paul F. Tompkins. Uh, TikTok, Instagram, I can't remember where he did it. He loves to find funny vanity plates, and he'll sing little songs about them. And when Doctor Strange came out, there was a big, huge poster in L.A. that was Benedict Cumberbatch casting a spell, but he was one hand was out and one hand was on his almost on his chest, so he yep. looked like an opera singer. And all the video was was Paul driving by the uh, billboard doing that. And I'm like, this this is the greatest piece of comedy I have ever seen on this. <laughs> Doctor Strange. You know, it was jarring to see him in that uh, episode one of the Tenacious D show from HBO. <laughs> I'm looking at him like it's got to be him, but boy, it 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 does not match up with my my uh, picture of him. But, oh, Paul Tompkins, if you ever want to come be on our podcast, we'd be more than happy to have you on here. We're good with that. All right. Yeah, okay. uh, but we are not here to gush about Paul F. Tompkins. No, no. We are here to gush about probably on my Mount Rushmore of MCU movies, Doctor Strange. Okay. 
All right. This I, is really fucking high up there. Yeah. You, you know, yes. So uh, agree. It's so well done. Um, I, there's uh, As I was making my notes watching it, a lot of stuff I think too, there's just phenomenal screenwriting happening. The way the story is set up, the little breadcrumbs we get, the building, it's its really a phenomenal uh, script. There is never, uh, spoiler for the end, there's nothing I would cut. This movie moves at the most beautiful pace. Yeah. I am never like, whoa, let's slow down here. And I'm never like, okay, let's move along to the next moment. It's, oh, God, Scott Derrickson did such a good job with this movie. Agree, agree. Uh, but you know, before we dive too far into it, Casey, we have some order. You know, we're not we're not agents of chaos here, right? We're defending the natural order. But apparently, we are agents of repeating ourselves. Oh, you because since we are <laughs> guys with beers drinking, guys drink with beers, <laughs> guys with beers, guys drinking beers they've drank before, talking about movies with capes. What are we drinking? So no. yeah, listen, I don't know what happened. I'm walking I do. <laughs> you went that? in there too. You were like, when you text me today, you're like, I got a small window. Yep. And then flash forward to, ah, I got to repeat beer. Yep. I, so I go into our favorite beer shop, Branching Out Bottle Shop, Township 5, Camillus, New York. And, you know, I walk in, Chris is working. I got two movies because, because of the way our structure is. The movie we're recording next week is my birthday pick. So I know what it is. So, so do I. Um, so does the audience. So does the audience. Oh, that's right. Uh, so I walk in. They're trying out. They've got a little tiny shopping cart. It's right up front. There's a big tag on it that says, please try this cart. So I grab the <laughs> cart, and I'm walking around the beer store, and I'm looking. Um, I get this beer really quick. And then I actually was having a little bit of a trouble with Guardians Volume 2, maybe because there were so many different ways I could go. You know, it was a little mm-hmm. like... The, the donkey that starves to death between the two bales of hay, right? Like, which one do I go to? Yeah. So anyways, I, I get, walk out of there, and I'm all, you know, proud of myself. You pick up the beer from my house on your way home, and literally, what, a c- couple of hours ago, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, no, I've made a huge, tiny mistake. <laughs> so it's the second time this has happened this season, which is the second time in the podcast. I don't know, you know, we're... We're a hundred, this is episode 112, plus some bonus stuff. You plus know, all our Patreon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I messed up. So uh, we're we're repeating a beer again. That said, it's a beer I'm happy with. Uh, yeah. Local local favorite brewery, Middle Ages Brewing Company here in Syracuse, New York. Uh, they've been around 25 years. They're the oldest brewery in Syracuse, still operating, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. So long story short, you know, the Sorcerer Supreme, we are drinking Wizard, their English strong ale. Dude, uh, you're embarrassing it. me in front of the wizards. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, we drank it during Shazam, because of course Shazam is the name of the wizard, uh, and we're drinking again today. This is a hearty British style strong ale with a deep chestnut color, a warming elixir that's perfect for the cold weather months, 6.8% alcohol by volume in the 16 ounce craft cans that we love. And all right. You know, oh, Central yeah. New York has a really impressive craft beer. Oh, scene. My, oh no, my, 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 my invisible. Just, imp- <laughs> it's there, it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, buddy. Cheers. Cheers.
I mean, what can be said that hasn't already been said? It's a great beer. If, if, if you want to know our true thoughts on this beer, go back to Shazam. It's a great beer. It's a great beer. Yes. But we're not going to break any new ground here tonight. Nope. Nope. Happy to be drinking it. We're good. Yeah. A hundred percent. All right. We got no reshoots and reactions. No, because we're still building some podcast runway. Yeah. But I, you know what I do have? What do you have? I have some almost casts. Oh, let me hear it. I know it. Right. I know at least one of them. Oh, why? Oh, wait. Well, everyone no, knows one from, of them. Way back. Yeah. Way back when it was happening. And, and I'll say this. The one that I know, I'm so glad that person was not cast as the title character. Oh, I, I got a little more information on that, so I will. Oh, hit me. Okay, so first, let's talk about the role of Baron Mort- Mordo, played wonderfully by Chiwetel Ejiofor. God, he's so fucking good. He's so good. Uh, Gary Oldman. Interesting. Okay. And Maz Mikkelsen, who we see in this movie, oh. both auditioned. We're both yeah. c- considered for it. Uh, originally, so, oh, sorry, go yeah, ahead. No, and that's a character, you know, longtime foe of Doctor Strange in the comics. Who? Whoa, 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 is a spoiler. White... He's their friends in this movie. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> in the comics, <laughs> right? They're enemies. <laughs> yes, but he is a he is a white guy in the comics, so it is a race swap um, with Chiwetel. Totally fine with that. Totally you race swap Chiwetel into any role you want to. He's so Agreed. good. Uh, so for Dormammu, or as Mr. Kevin Smith likes to say, Dormammu. Dormammu, yep. Dormammu. Uh, originally, they uh, they considered Tony Todd. Yes, he ended up um, he ended up recording the dialogue, but they did not use it uh, for yep. Dormammu. Yep. And uh, did you see the quote from Tony Todd about it? Mm-mm. I'll I just say this to point out to everyone that you've got to roll and sway with all the punches and waves that come your way. Did I cry? No, I understood. Uh, I was disappointed at the value that I lose. People going, dude, are you Dormammu? He laughs, but there'll be another Dormammu. All right. Yeah, I thought that was a really classy way of much better than oh I don't know let's say Terrence Howard handled I, his. That's literally who I was thinking of. <laughs> who will always think of because he's still trying to pull that oh, shit. Yeah, but you know he was such an it guy in Hollywood for a minute. You know, I mean he had a lot of heat, and then boy, it's like uh, how to lose a career was in a 60 raging days. asshole. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh well. Uh-huh. Uh, originally, Jessica Chastain was approached for Christine Palmer. Yep. But turned it down due to her insistence on portraying a character with superpowers. Well, Jessica, that's going to come true in what is touted as one of the worst modern superhero movies of all time. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, what, and if uh, you re- what is she? Dark Phoenix? Yeah, she's somebody in Dark Phoenix. She has powers, but I don't know who she is. Is she the White Queen? No, I don't remember who. Emma she's Frost. not anyone. Okay. No, no, no. That's. Well, yeah, she Emma Frost. I know is in First Class. It's I January know Jones. Like, yeah, yeah. Update. Retconned her out. No, I don't. I don't know. I don't care. We'll get okay. to that movie. I'll watch it when we get to it. All right. <laughs> and if That's you fair. remember, Jessica was also considered for Maya Hansen in Iron Man Three. Uh, oh, Rebecca. that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, Hope Van Dyne in um, Ant-Man. 
Interesting. Okay. <laughs> For the ancient one, mm-hmm. I, I, there's only one white dude on here, so th- that's good that they were like, maybe we shouldn't cast this as a white dude. Uh, Bill Nye <laughs> is the white dude that they looked at. Okay. Could have been a different take. Yeah. Uh, Ken Watanabe. Okay. Raz al Ghul himself. Yeah, I mean, I, I love him sort as of. an actor. Yep. Yeah. And Morgan Freeman. Oh. So okay. you want to be able to use your hands. See, <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> I had to pull it out of mothballs just for that. Uh, that's really okay. good. <clears throat> okay. Uh, for Dr. Dr. Stephen Strange. Doctor. Actually. Doctor. Doctor. Ready? <clears throat> yes. Hit me. Colin Farrell. Okay. Good actor. Not sure if that's why I'd love him Hard to be pass. in the actual MCU, but he's not a Doctor sure. Strange. He's a good actor. No. He's a great character um, actor, too. He, yeah. He, he should be cast as a character actor, yes. Uh, the Penguin has entered the chat. <laughs> <laughs> good point. Good point. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Tom Hardy. Ethan Hawke, may I say, fuck you. Um, <laughs> Jack Hudson, Oscar Isaac, Jared Leto, Matthew McConaughey, Ewan McGregor, Keanu Reeves, Justin Thoreau, John Hamm, Johnny Depp, and uh, good old Joseph Gordon-Levitt were all considered or rumored. So, so I don't know which ones were actually considered and which ones were rumored, but like three of those I'd like to see the screen test of. So the casting... Director is talking to the producers, and they're like, "So, who do you, you know, what, uh, what guys do you want me to bring in?" To which they responded, "Everyone." No, what they said was, "Bring me every pasty white guy in Hollywood." Except maybe McConaughey. McConaughey is the only one on that list. It's yeah, yeah, but I, yeah. Uh Now John Hamm also, you know, God, that guy's such a good actor. Yeah, he really is. Have you watched the new Fletch? No, no. Oh, I, and I need to because I, I, I really love John Hamm. Fucking delightful. He was so good in it. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he really was. Um, <laughs> back to the old uh, Tyrese Gibson, I want to be uh, Green Lantern. Patrick Dempsey publicly expressed interest in playing Doctor Strange. Good for you, Patrick. Yeah. Hard How'd that get? Because I didn't see on that other list. Mm-hmm. So here's the crazy thing. This movie has been in some sort of production since <laughs> 1992. Wow. Wow. And it and then it was the master of horror himself, Wes Craven. Oh, interesting. Kind of want to see that movie. <laughs> okay. I bet you that is some bonkers shit. Uh, later in 2001, David S. Gore was going to write and direct. Probably yep. because of Blade. Uh, in 2008, Guillermo del Toro was brought on as director. 2014, Mark Andrews, Jonathan Levine, Nicolaj Arcel, Scott Derrickson, and Dean Israelite were on the short list to direct. And, of course, in the end, it was Derrickson. Yeah, so uh, great segue to some of the um, production credits. So yeah. Derrickson uh, is... Is a writer director, you know, primarily before this, primarily a, a horror mm-hmm. writer director. Yeah, and um, it shows in this movie. Yeah, yeah, uh, and, and you know, you could see 
I liked the Sam Raimi Doctor Strange too. You're oh, not a huge you. fan of Sam Raimi, um, but you can or see Doctor how, Strange too, or Doctor Strange too. But you can th- see about how a third of the way through this movie. Sorry to interrupt. Uh, no, about sorry. a third of the way through this movie, I actively got mad that we have to sit through Madness in the Multiverse because this was so fucking good. I, was like, I God can damn it. I can see how if that's where, you know, if there was an idea that that's where the character is going. You know why you'd look for somebody with horror roots, and I, I, I like both, um, but I'm a big fan of Scott Derrickson. Um, I was looking through his credits, so he writes and directs Hellraiser Inferno, which may have been a direct-to-video. Yeah, I'm thinking um, the Exorcism of Emily Rose, Whoa. Sinister, Sinister Two, The Black Phone. I haven't seen any of those. I don't watch a lot of horror, as you know, um, but I'm but I'm aware of those, and I, I'm aware that those are well regarded. Yeah, I have a tough time with Black Phone. I really want to watch it because of Scott Derrickson, but I also don't yep. want to watch it because of Ethan Hunt. Or Ethan Hunt. <laughs> e- God Ethan damn it. Hawk. Ethan yeah. Hawk. Yeah. Um, uh, so Derrickson shares the writing credits with a couple of other guys. Uh, John Spates is one of them. Uh, he wrote Prometheus. He wrote Passengers, The Mummy, the Tom Cruise, The Mummy. Um, Ooh, so and, far, not impressed. <laughs> uh, and the latest, Dune. Okay, there we go. Yeah, uh, we and got then also, one. Yeah, we got one. Uh, I liked Passengers. It was fun. Did you I see never, it? I never saw it. it. It it's actually it's it's fun, but it's a little more serious maybe than the trailer makes it look, and not in a bad way. Um, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, and then also uh, also writing credit it goes to C. Robert Cargill, who is a collaborator with Derrickson often. Sinister, Sinister Two, Black Phone. Excuse me. Oh, the beer's getting both of us. Um, so my, my burger's getting me. It's uh, oh yeah, that's right. That's, that's right. The burger. Um, you know, stepping back to some of the character stuff. So this is our our first appearance for Doctor Strange in this. Although his mentioned. name, right? He's mentioned in uh, Winter Soldier, of course, as one of the potential threats that uh, Operation Oversight. Is it Oversight? I think uh, so. The yeah. Oversight Armada gunships is going to take out, um, which is interesting because unless this is happening contemporaneously, why would he be on their list? So that is the only thing that I question in this movie from him going to Carmitage uh-huh. to him ending up back in New York. What's the pastor time? There's some time because he grows a huge beard and his hair gets really long, but is it? months is it a year it's not and it's very easy to be dropped in like when christine's working on him i -hmm. haven't seen you in blank because pretty much goes to carmitage after uh being a real asshole to christine a real asshole yeah um but you know and this this is also this also kind of tracks i think with the doctor strange comics which you know we've talked about a little bit and i think so much. I think we talked about it uh, in Blade. Oh yeah, that you went and got the. Uh... I went. <laughs> I did go and I bought the the four issue arc of Doctor Strange, issues fifty nine to sixty, uh, which you can tell you can tell the era they're in because the cover price was sixty cents. But um, very characteristic of uh, young Doc- listeners. Todd did not speak wrong. It wasn't sixty dollars. It was 60 60 cents. cents. That's right. Not even Um, a dollar. 
but you know that era or or you know much of Doctor Strange's history is happening you know almost like parallel to the mainline Marvel comics. It, it's not like it's a different universe, but it's just so much of his stuff well, happens. Sometimes in other- it was. Yeah, sometimes it was. That's what made it so weird. It was some weird shit going on in the Doctor Strange. It was Steve Ditko, right? Yeah, yep. And yep. who was the artist? Uh, well, Ditko was the oh, artist. Oh, Ditko is the artist. I'm sorry. Who yeah, was yeah. the writer? I meant, sorry. Uh, let's see. So the character first shows up in Strange Tales 110, July of 1963. Um, it's, you know, Ditko is the sole, gets the sole creation credit. Um Stanley is probably like this character is too weird. Stanley's writing stuff. um, So here's a quote from the wiki page for Doctor Strange: Um, Artist Steve Ditko and writer Stanley have described the character as having been originally the idea of Ditko, who wrote in 2008, "quote On my own, I brought I brought into Lee a five-page penciled story with a page panel script of my new idea of my idea for a new different kind of character." For variety in Marvel Comics. My character wound up being named Doctor Strange because he would appear in Strange Tales, end quote. Mm. And um, so, you know, I would say a, a rare moment in which Stan Lee is not kind of muscling his way <laughs> into the credit, deserved or not, right? right. Um, <laughs> yep. But yeah, it, you know, the Doctor Strange, these magical adventures are often not in the main, you know, universe itself. So he's if it's one of those things, if you want him to interact with Spider-Man, then he's there. But if not, everything Strange is doing, everyone else could be oblivious to it. You know, if you're not already kind of a mystical um, character, you're not going to know. So everything that happens in this movie, if you're not directly involved, you know, Christine engages with him when he's been wounded. Mm-hmm. Wong, you know, the battle at the end. But if you're just a regular person living your life, it's not like the snap where you're aware of this thing that happened or the attack on New York with in the first Avengers movie. If you're not one of these mystical disciples fighting, you have no clue that any of that happened. Yeah, I mean, there's two things to that, like <clears throat> kind of making the commentary that you can be a big weirdo in New York City and no one gives a shit. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. 100%. But that's in universe. Out of universe for us, very meta, with Harry Potter... There was the mm-hmm. whole thing about muggles don't really notice magic. And I think, like, in the back of every Harry Potter reader and and watcher's mind, we're like, oh, yeah, they're not going to pay attention because it's magic. Like, yeah, they, yeah are pretty- com- they are completely unfazed. But for, like, in the first scene when the woman is watching um, the ancient one walk by. Yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty good. I, and I didn't even think of that. But, yeah, you're right. It's, it's the exact same thing. If you're not a magical person, you've got no clue. We don't, yep. we don't even know how close to destruction we all come, right? Mm-hmm. 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 Um, so fair to point out, and you know, met, uh, you know, most people that have any passing interest in comic book movies prob- probably know this. Not Doctor Strange's first appearance in uh, live uh, action media. Uh, oh, so no. in nineteen, we're gonna really nineteen seventy eight, no. one year before the god awful Captain America TV movie, there was a TV film Doctor Strange, starring. Peter Hooten, who is a, you know, an American actor, he worked pretty frequently film and TV starting in, uh, he's an uncredited extra in, in Midnight Cowboy in 68. And oh, then, good for him. Um, active up until 2017 in a movie Soul Eater that I've never heard of. Um, but 
there was one interesting. Oh, so if you've ever seen a still from the Doctor Strange movie, uh, Peter Hooten, how do I say this? His character in that movie is not originally Doctor Strange. Right, right. Um, yeah. Uh, so he looks like um, he looks like the very famous porn actor. Um, what's his name? Johnny Wad. Uh, his alter ego. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, John Holmes, because <laughs> I don't know that because I don't I don't watch those things. But uh, you know, he's <laughs> got this I kind was of completely silent. Yeah, completely, all of that. yeah. I honestly yeah. didn't know who you were talking. I'm like the only one I know is Ron Jeremy, and I don't think he's Ron Jeremy. It's not Ron Jeremy, but <laughs> if you see pictures of him, he with this you know the '70s stash and the the the, the very the, Gib hair. Yeah, I mean he's kind of got a little bit of a John Holmes vibe. Oh um, boy. Of note, I would say uh, the other interesting person in that movie is the amazing, delightful uh, Jessica Walters, you know, who had oh, late, yeah. latent career resurgence with Arrested Development. Yeah. Who's, who plays uh, Morgana Le Fay, who's a longtime mm-hmm. uh, Marvel Comics foe. There's also Brothers. something else that Jess, Jess, uh, Jessica Walters was in that I just watched. And it's an older film. I was like, holy shit, it's Jessica Walters. That's fun. I can't think yeah. of it. Yeah, you know, if if I remember right, she had a career. I would argue very similar to um, Leslie Nielsen, right? Who was originally a long time, a very long time dramatic actor, right? That's why he's so funny in Airplane. That's why he's, he's so funny. Yeah. Let's see. Did, have you we, seen? Did I share with you the video? Apparently, Leslie Nielsen. Have you ever seen one of those? Uh, Fart noise machines you hold in one hand yeah. and you create the suction. I, I, you must have shared it with me because I've just seen it. Yes, he <laughs> and he would take it everywhere. It he he's, he literally said, "I this goes everywhere with me." And <laughs> late, you know, early in his career or middle of his career, so like the beginning of Conan O'Brien, and then mm-hmm. near the end he would use it. But the uh, the older he gets, the more of it. Uh, interviews you see with it, the less he is apt to let them know he has one. So it just seems like this old guy just farting during the interview. I mean, he's a legend. If for nothing else, his ability to be totally 100% deadpan, straight delivery as something ridiculous like the fart machine is happening. Yeah. Uh, Police Squad. It's a great show. You know, I, I don't think I've actually ever seen it. It oh, was a, Todd, it was it's only TV? like eight episodes. You could oh, you polish it off in a day. Maybe that's it's so easy. What was it? It was on broad, it must have been broadcast TV, right? Oh, ABC yeah. in 82. How did yeah. I never? Yeah. Okay. Unfortunately, the naked gun, they're all ruined for me. Uh, yeah. Well, listen, we didn't know. Just because, um, but just because I sit there and go, that's eh, the guy who got away with murder. I can't laugh right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. But the police squad, he's not in, so go right ahead and so, watch that. So go enjoy that. Also, a lot of the jokes that are in um, The Naked Gun are just recycled from police squad. Got it. Who's the tall cop that you never see as? Jerry? Jeff? Uh, Jeff? 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 Oh, that was that was callback to There's episode callback. two. Yeah. <gasps> nice. Uh, Norberg? No. No? No. 
Who was the tall guy in Police Squad? Ronald Tiny Taylor. I don't know. I don't think that's right. No, no, that's the actor. Ronald Tiny Taylor was in something we watched. Yeah, wasn't uh, he's Star Trek actor also? He's he's Lothar. Yeah, he's Lothar, and he's also uh, he's um, he's in Roadhouse. That's what you're thinking of. One of the great. No, I'm thinking of Star Trek: The Next Generation. He is Deanna Troy's mother's uh, manservant. Got it. What's his? What's his name? I can't remember his name. Never uh, speaks, and he's also Lurch, right? My, my Hardu, my no, that's Deep Space Nine. My Hardu. Oh, Mayerdu, 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 Mayerdu. He's not Lurch. Same. He's not Lurch. He's not Lurch in the nope. Raul Julia. Okay, nope. Uh, but he is. He is in Roadhouse, and I know that's what you were really searching for because that's a such a great movie. You know they have they're having they have the audacity to remake that. I can't even. Get my mind around that. Oh, Casey's out, everybody. Well, uh, so it's the Todd Show. Oh, there he is. Okay. Hello, I'm back All to right. just tell you, fuck you. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, with that, uh, let's wrap up the production. Um, talked a little bit about the character. You know, I do want to talk about the, you know, so we talked about the rate race or, you know, ethnicity swap for Mordo. Same thing happens with the ancient one. Um and this one was more controversial, right? So the ancient one is a is an you know this very elderly wizened ancient Tibetan man, um, and of course gets the gender and uh, race swap to Tilda Swinton to Celtic, which I don't yeah. believe Tilda is a British. I think I believe she's uh, British, not Irish. She also does not have an Irish accent in this movie. <laughs> Well, remember the, the 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 Celts were native to the British Isles, right? Many of the, the oh, she's the Roman... hundreds and hundreds of years old. Okay, yeah, okay. So she yeah. may have just been a Celtic. Yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, and listen, I, you know, I assume that uh, the rationales they want to avoid, you know, the ancient one is also Tibetan in the comics, and. Mm-hmm. The reality is nowadays you've got to think about a worldwide market. So whether yep. we like it or not, China is a big consumer of American film. And, you know, China, you know, Tibet, that's a no-go. So They wouldn't have even released it there. Yeah. So, you know. Do, you know, what my, my thought was when they cast Tilda Swinton, oh, that? isn't that a dude? Oh, oh well. well She's Tilda so, Swinton's a great actor, so who gives a shit? She is. She has that ability to play androgynous characters. There is exactly one movie in which I thought she was a smoke show. Oh, uh, Trainwreck. Trainwreck. Yes, and, and yeah. it's like to the point oh where I'm like, God, not all of a sudden, Swinton, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. I'm, I'm looking. I'm, I'm. I'm on IMDb. I'm like, it's her, right? It's got to be her. And yeah. she's not unattractive in other movies. No. They just vamp her up to the. And I think probably Tilda was like, I'll do this comedy, but I want to be. Fucking hot. <laughs> Holy shit. Yes, well played. Uh, did you yeah. see the one she did with um, Tom Hiddleston? Where no. they're vampires? No. Only uh, only lovers uh, only lovers left alive? Uh, what's the name of it? It's, it's worth watching. It's really good. Only lovers left alive. Yeah, it's a Jim Jarmusch movie. Okay. Really, really good. Came out in 2013. Uh, it's Tilda Swinton, Tom Hiddleston... Anton Yelchin, uh, John Hurt, Mia hmm. Wazikowska. 
who you would probably recognize. But she was Cinderella, right? Mm, oh no, no, maybe? she's Alice. She's Alice in Alice in Wonderland. Yes, uh, yes, yeah. in the Tim Burton. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so, yeah. Um, all right. So uh, I think that's all the you housekeeping the we got to do. You didn't do the money. Oh, the, didn't do the money. Okay. So twenty six. There's always movie. money in the There's banana money. stand and at the opening of this podcast. That's right. Um, so. 2016 didn't translate the dollars, but uh, the budget 236 million and 678 million at the box office, which I think is just phenomenal. Phenomenal for like, like Kevin Feige had to have been sweating bullets with this and the next release because, like, I know who Doctor Strange is, but I don't know Doctor Strange. I didn't yeah. know dick about the Guardians. I'm like, oh, there's like a giant mm-hmm. tree. There's a fucking raccoon. I, is that I don't a know. raccoon? Yeah. yeah, what the fuck? Like, even in the comics, like, because the team in the movie is never actually the team in the comics until modern times. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, a few years before the movie, but yes, very much. Gee, a- I, I can't help wonder if that was like, well, we gotta put the team that we have in the movie in the comics. So I think they were in the com- I think they were the comics team first. Yeah, I that's what I'm think- saying. You don't think Kevin Feige went to whoever was in charge of Marvel at the time goes, so these are the people we're gonna use in the movie. Oh I oh go I ahead oh, and make a team the- and make a comic. Got Come it, on. got it, got it. They've done well, we'll it do- they've they've done it forever. Maybe we'll do a little digging uh with that next episode because um, That's what we're doing next. Yeah. Gardens. yeah so, but you know what okay. I mean? Like he's like he's got kind of like fuck. Nobody knows who these people are. These people we have to make so much money. They're so expensive. <laughs> and yeah. they did. Both of them knocked it out of the park. Great movies. I, and with that, I think I'm going to say, yep. Roll that film. In Kathmandu, the sorcerer. Cassilius, or Caecilius, or however the fuck you pronounce it, because this is one of those comic book words we all struggled to pronounce when we saw it in print. Milnor has entered the chat. I was so excited to hear it pronounced correctly, except <laughs> everyone pronounces it differently in the movie. Yeah. Some people say Cassilius. Some people say Caecilius. I think at one point someone says Caecilius. I'm like, stop it! <laughs> what fucking pronunciation? Yeah. So Cassilius and his zealots enter the compound of Carmartage behind its librarian. Nope. Behead its librarian. Oh, yeah. and behead its yeah. librarian. So, so my question here, now, first of all, establishing the tone of the movie, 100%, A+, plus, two thumbs up, right? The only thing I don't understand other than making us make sure that we know he's the bad guy, why do they behead the librarian into that bowl? It's part of the ritual. Do, do we see any other The dark ancient ritual? one says that ritual will bring you only sorrow. It's like a dark saber thing. Okay. Gotta that's fair. I would behead the keep yeah. I that's the only it. yeah. Here's the crazy thing. Yeah. I forgot about this opening scene. I thought we entered this movie in media race with Caecilius and all them being chased by the ancient one. Oh. So the movie starts, I'm like, oh, right. I don't we remember this. Carmitage. Yeah. Oh, you, okay. You know, I'm fine with this. <laughs> uh, Caecilius is an interesting character. He's like an old school. He goes back to the 70s, if I remember correctly, um, in the Doctor Strange comics. But he's initially a... Uh, like a henchman of Baron Mordo. So he he definitely gets a promotion here. Uh, he's his own big bad guy. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Even He goes even farther back. So Doctor Strange shows up in Strange Tales 110. 20 issues later, Strange Tales 130, uh, 
Caecilius appears, 1965. Wow. Yeah. Uh, but I'll, I'll tell you this. When we watched the movie, all the years I read comics, including Doctor Strange comics, I had no idea who Caecilius was. I thought he was an, uh, an original creation for the movie. I remember hearing the name once or twice and stuff and just seeing it on the paper. It's, you know, it's like Mr. Mixelpidelix or yeah. however you say that yeah. in the expanded Star Wars universe. Do you know what the evil clone of Luke was called? A cool some backwards? No, what? Luke with two U's. Oh, fuckers. So the only way you could tell that it was the evil clone was by reading it in print. <laughs> Didn't think that one through. They seal several pages from the books belonging to the Ancient One, a long-lived sorcerer who has taught every student at Carmitage, including Caecilius, in the Mystic Arts. The Ancient One pursues the traitors, but Caecilius and his followers escape. Uh, so let's let's spend a minute on yes. this fucking great first fight that lets you know you're in a psychedelic Weird Fuck, comic book yes. movie. Uh, my note here is, is this one of the greatest first fights we've ever seen in the podcast so far? Yes. Yeah. Did we see this together? I can't remember. I think we did. I think this one, I think this one we were confident was going to be good. So, you know, we planned. We, and yeah. we saw this in 3D IMAX. Yes, and we were we just did, like, which was, fuck <laughs> me. Yeah, this right. is insane. <laughs> yeah. This and then the uh, mind's eye scene. I believe at the end of the mind's eye scene, I leaned over and went. I know what it's like to be on acid now. Yeah, that's right. I remember you did say that. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I got it. I don't need to take it now. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Scott Therickson. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's a butterfly in space? Sure. Why the fuck not? Great fight. Jumping on buildings that are folding in on each other. You see the Avengers Tower there, but they purposely turn it sideways. You can't see the A anymore because yep. somebody's bought the building. <laughs> we just don't know who. That hasn't been officially announced in the in the movies, but... We know someone owns that building now. We just don't know who it is. Right. I, I mean, it, they've floated. It's coming up in two movies. It's coming up in two movies, so I'm not really yeah. spoiling that much. They float. Yeah, and we don't know. I mean, but they've they've floated. Norman Osborn is becoming one of the next big bads in the world. Not like well, cosmic threat, but except except we know. Careful, Casey. That's a spoiler. They fight. They fight. He she bends stuff a certain way. Very important to point out that Caecilius calls her a hypocrite. Yeah, they sling they sling ring away. So first little hint at what's going on in the movie. Second one that I didn't think of until this time when the ancient one lands and everything's back to normal and she's just walking down the street and that person looks at her funny. Mm -hmm. I thought it was the way she was dressed. It is because the mark is oh, still on it's her still head. Glowing. Oh, that's a great point. Um, does he? I was like, because because this time the way she looked, it's not like oh weird clothes. It's like what the fuck's going on in your forehead? It was like. Yeah, so that's fucking genius. Does Cassilius call the ancient one hypocrite or traitor? I thought it was traitor. Hypocrite. You're thinking of Kylo Ren. No. <laughs> well, I noticed traitor. traitor! <laughs> I I had the note traitor, but I could have misremembered it. This is going to be the first of what I place as phenomenal screenwriting, giving us little clues so that when we eventually have the reveal about the ancient one it makes sense it's it's incredibly mm -hmm. well done i don't think we can talk enough about the special effects in the mirror dimension it's i mean i remember seeing this movie and maybe inception inception came out before this right oh yeah yeah, yeah. but not on the scale of this i just remember just being absolutely blown away by the special effects in this movie as absurd and bizarre and impossible as everything is there's not a moment where you're not fully immersed 
in what's happening. It's just incredible. Yeah, I 100% agree. I, I mean, not so. I did, there's a mirror universe that's very strange. The folding in of things, it's not the mirror universe. They do it in uh, the Sanctum Sanctorum. Oh, I thought that was the mirror universe, too. No, it's two different things. Not all of it. I don't think. I don't think so. Uh, but like where they're where they're where they're stretching stuff out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like you see the repeat. It's just it's very unnerving for some yeah. reason to me. Yeah. And I think it's supposed to be. Yeah. It's not supposed to be. Like, oh, good, this is happening. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Challenge round, Billy. In New York City, Doctor Stephen Strange. Oh, Benedict Cumberbatch's American accent is so fucking wonky. <laughs> And I think part of it is also he's not grown his real uh, he's not wearing uh, a real goatee. Oh, he didn't grow his own hair. It's fake. Listen, uh, the um, goatee I can live with. The scraggly, uh, you know, I've lost my way sure. beard is nightmare fuel. That looks like pubic hair glued to his chin. That is just not. It's good. pretty bad. It's yeah. and and the and the wig that he's wearing. Yeah, I, like <laughs> when he finally cuts his hair and does. I'm like, oh, thank God. Thank God. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm sure. Bendix was probably like, oh, thank God. Well, Billy, while Feel So Good may have charted in 1978, the album was released in December of 1977. Now, his accent doesn't bother me. I think it's fine. You know, I will admit, when this movie came out, Aubrey and I had not yet watched the Sherlock on BBC. A lot of our geek friends had and raved about it. And I think I, I think I'd heard of Benedict Cumberbatch. I don't think I'd seen him in anything before this. Yes, you had. Had I? What did I see him in? Sorry, Kings of Darkness. Was that before this? Uh-huh. It was? Yeah. 2013. Holy shit. This was before? Yeah. He did that, and then he did uh, Desolation of Smaug, and then he became Sure. But you Dr. don't Strange. see him. Yeah, yeah. I, he wasn't really on my radar. Okay. And it comes back. Yeah, 2013. Huh. For some reason, I was thinking that... And we also saw that in 3D IMAX. <laughs> we did. That's right. I like that. You didn't like that one. I like that one. Um, uh, I liked it better when it was called Wrath of Khan. Thank you yeah. very much. <laughs> if you'd like to hear more thoughts uh, about that, head on over to Where No Mom Has Gone Before. All episodes streaming now, including our bonus episode, Galaxy Quest. The third best Star Trek movie ever of all time? No. Okay. But it's still a great but one. But in the top, uh, whatever, yeah. Uh, it's up there, yeah. I mean, I love him in this. Have you heard that uh, – who's the showrunner for Sherlock? He's basically – We talked about this last episode. Okay, never mind. Okay. <laughs> this last episode I, that he wants to do more, but I'm st- Benedict and uh, – I'm still waiting uh, for What's it. his face? Uh, yeah, but they hate Martin each Freeman. other. Martin so. Freeman. Yeah, but listen, they, yeah. Did, they did what? Four series together. They could eke out another one. They'd be fine. Yeah. Sorry. All right. Okay. Uh, so Benedict Cumberbatch – Gushing is done. For now. Strange is a wealthy and acclaimed yet arrogant, boy, there's an understatement, neurosurgeon, neurosurgeon brain surgery. Neuro, neurosurgeon, neurosurgeon brain surgery. Yeah, I don't. Yep. Yeah, okay. Uh, I think I put my note here, oh, brain surgery, because we go to the brain surgery. Sure. So maybe it's just the COVID-19 in me, but the beginning of this scene where they're drilling into the person's fucking skull, yeah. I was like, where the fuck are your masks? Oh, there's no... You're, you're in an operating room. Yeah, that, what? that's you, no wh- good. Yes, agree, agree. 
And I'm like, oh, it's because they want to show their faces. But then they start doing the thing with the little pincer to get the bullet out, and they got masks on. I'm like, I don't understand this. Yeah. Do I need a doctorate? To, do I need an MD to understand what the fuck's going on right here? Uh, no, that's just that does not hold up. Also, there's not enough people in there, right? Like, you know, you know, yeah, sur- it's, it's brain surgery, Christine. Brain surgery is not the lone gunman kind of a uh, you know solo gunslinger thing. Yeah. There's like 20 people in there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Easily. Yeah. Um, Though I do love, uh, uh, oh shit, what's his face? The the other doctor. I can't think mm. of the actor's name. Wonderful character his, actor. His foil. Uh, that yeah. is Michael Stuhlbarg as Dr. Yeah. Nicodemus West. Yeah, he was in the third Men in Black movie. Uh, did I see that? I don't know that I saw that one. Yeah, it was all right. Um, anyways, okay. uh, <laughs> that's all I have to say. Okay. I just love when he's standing there and Doctor Strange is uh, getting the um, bullet out uh, freehand. Yes. And he just goes, Doctor West, cover your watch. <laughs> and Doctor West, like, in his hand. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, that is the first mention of time being a foil to Doctor Strange. <laughs> Symbolism. Symbolism. What a tight opening. You know, the introduction of Cassilius is so tight and well done. And, you know, we learn everything we need to know about Dr. Strange, Stephen Strange, right there in the beginning. So well done. Never feels rushed either. Is there another MCU character who has a Hmm. greater, you know, personal arc? And And I'm acknowledging Tony's move from where he starts to his self sacrifice. You know, so, you know, Thor, you know, the beginning of Thor, Thor's a douche, right? Like, you know, and he sacrifices himself. All right. So we'll give him that. Clearly Tony, you know, but boy, in this movie, and it doesn't feel rushed. It doesn't feel contrived. And boy, Aubrey was doing a puzzle in the other room as I was watching this last night. And you know, she's hearing it and she's like, what an asshole. And it was later on in one of your notes is like, he's an asshole to Christine. I was like, that's Casey's note. Yes, he is 100%. No, we'll get to that scene, but that is why you hire Rachel McAdams. Yes. And Benedict Cumberbatch. It's, she doesn't have they a throwaway so part. so fucking good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even the setting up that they dated. Mm-hmm. It's thrown away, but it's not thrown away. It's very like how do people who used to date and have to keep working together? Yeah. And there's definitely still some kind of tension there, but that no one wants to talk about it. Well, I guess I'll just have to stick with Nick. Oh, wait a minute. You're not. You guys aren't. What? Sleeping together. Sorry, I thought that was implicit in my disgust. Uh, explicit, actually. And no, I have a very strict rule against dating colleagues. Oh, really? I call it the strange policy. Oh, well, good. I'm glad something's named after me. I'm like, yeah, that's how t- those two people would talk. And it's not like the old, 100%. The old black and white movie, what is it, the feather duster? Like, he bumps into someone, <laughs> Dr. Palmer, well, yes, I used to date her, but we're not dating now. It didn't work out. Like, it's mm-hmm. not like that clumsy, <laughs> contrived, like, let us info dump a whole bunch of stuff. It's so well done, and... Yeah, that it's it, you can't say enough good stuff. So um, now, uh, Doctor Strange severely injures his hands in a car crash, in a wickedly violent car crash. And also, before we get to the car crash, I want that drawer full of watches. Yeah. I want it <laughs> so bad. Yes. yes. Um, did you notice little Easter egg c- connecting us back to the larger MCU? Uh, did you hear the reference to an Iron Man movie fact or Iron Man 2? It's not. They've already said that it's not him. It has to be him. Wait, wait, wait. It's not. Wait. So 
The the soldier with the the, with the, the spine lieutenant injury? colonel with the with the broken back. Wait, who said it's not him? How is that? No, because Kevin wait, Feige just, has no, 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 said no, it. Not Rhodey, Justin Hammer. When Justin Hammer's tech is on display at the congressional hearing, when Tony takes control of the video screen and he's showing the disastrous testing that Justin Hammer's tech had, there's the one oh, where the guy twists yeah. and he goes crack and he goes and you hear the guy go whoa and Hammer's going. I'd like to point out that that test pilot survived. That's what it right. is. He's not oh, Rody. It's the it Justin Hammer oh, test pilot. Okay. Yeah. That's genius. I didn't even think of that. Okay, yeah, yeah I'll take that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I'll take that. Uh, so this happens when uh, Strange is en route to a speaking conference, leaving, and this leaves him permanently unable to operate. Yeah, hey, kids, don't text and drive. No, it's... Or yeah. look at x-rays and drive. It's 100% Strange's fault. It is his hubris, right? Like, this is almost a Greek tragedy, mm-hmm. right? Like, his downfall is his own doing. Um, now, fellow surgeon Christine Palmer tries to help him move on, but Strange vainly pursues experimental surgeries to heal his hands. I don't know if it's a mistake. I don't know if it's just them filming stuff out of order and then filling it in. But when he first wakes up, his hands are in those giant fixators, he calls them. Yep. Then he gets them out, and he's trying to write, and he's talking to people. And they're going to do the experimental surgery on him. Yep. I find it hard to believe that they put those fixators back in. So he says, so the the experimental surgery is, he says, pass a stent up the something artery to the radial artery, which would mean pass a stent, you know, like up his arm into his fingers or into his So hip. why would he need the fixators? I'm assuming because it's got to keep him immobilized is my assumption. I'm Again, we're neither one of us are MDs, right. let alone surgeons. I just feel like. That seems like something you do while the body is healing, not once it's healed. So if anyone out there who listens to this podcast is a surgeon, why are you listening to us? You're a fucking surgeon. Like, because we're fucking you cool. got better things to do with your time. Cool. No, I, you know, I, so obviously we need to acknowledge clearly this is comic book fantasy, but yeah, I wonder if there's mm. any thread of real. This isn't comic book fantasy that I'm saying. I'm wondering. If when someone goes in for another hand surgery, they put those fixators back in. Yeah, great question. Great question. I don't know. That's that's my question. Okay. Um, it does not work as he hoped it would. Yeah. Uh, and so he calls a guy in Germany? France? Uh, uh, is it France? Is it French? He's I can't European. remember. European. Okay. Someplace that doesn't love freedom. I know that. Sorry. We could, oh. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> um, he does the old, I'm so mad, I'm going to throw my expensive equipment. Must be nice to be rich. Yep. I couldn't think of throwing something like that. Christine comes home, realizes that the, just by looking at him. He won't do it. That's how in tune and in love she, he, she is with this yeah. man. How much she once loved him. I think she's uh, no. I think she loved him the whole time. Mm, okay, she wouldn't be she wouldn't be there if there wasn't love there. Still, uh, she's not, not in, in love. love. Okay, yeah, I'll take that. Yep, that's fair. That's fair. I'm with you. And oh, the moment where he says, "This isn't the end. There are other things that can give your life meaning." Like what? Like you? And she says, and "This is the part where you apologize." And instead of apologizing, he triples down on his douchebaggery. He finally, needs me another drag of humanity for you to work on. Patch him up and send him back into the world. Hearts just humming. You care so much, don't you? God, this scene's so frustrating. We are not supposed to like 
Steven at this point. He's a monster. <laughs> yeah, Steven answer, enters the range of, you know, um, the Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, yeah. you can like him later. Don't like him now. Uh, anything else you want to say about the Steven, Christine? No, I mean, again, it's a air ph- quote breakup scene. That's a phenomenal acted scene in this comic book movie. And again, I think it yeah. it's further evidence, not just in MCU movies. But I do get annoyed at Martin Scorsese and some of the actors that like poke fun at or, you know, or look down their nose at superhero movies. Superhero movies are a kind, they're a kind of story and it's storytelling and it's, and when it's done right, it's art in the way any other kind of well done storytelling is, you know? Yeah. Anything can be a, anything from garbage mm-hmm. to a popcorn flick to art. And this is, this is, a popcorn flick with artistic moments. Yeah, yeah, that's a great. It's a great scene. The, those two actors are, are doing a phenomenal mm-hmm. job. Have you ever known anyone with nerve damage this severe to do this and actually recover? One guy, yeah. Bullshit. Show me his file. Strange learns about Jonathan Pangborn, a par- paraplegic who mysteriously regained use of his legs. Full disclosure: I love Benjamin Bratt. One of my mm-hmm. all-time favorite, like. Not even guilty pleasures because I don't feel bad about it, but like one of my all-time favorite culty type movies that I love. Um, it's called Blood In, Blood Out. It's about the three Latino cousins involved in you know gangs or bad things. And if you never saw it, it's not a short movie. It might be one of those like three-hour movies. It, it's worth the watch. It's really good. Blood In. Well, I'm in the middle of a three-hour movie right now. So what's that? I'm watching uh, Tar. Oh, that yeah, that's not that one hasn't hit my radar. So fucking good, but I'm just like, holy shit! You know, I, I'd love to get more Benjamin Bratt. You know, spoiler for the end. Um, I want more Mordo. I mean, we get him in two, but it's not the. Uh, you shut the fuck up! Listen, it's okay. All right, Hangborn directs Strange to come our Taj. You just gushed about Benjamin Bratt. Sure, I'm just gonna say he fucking nails this scene. Yeah, his job. He is, he is, I'll speak Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> he is the NPC yep. that sends you on your next quest. Agreed. Like, no, 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 you thought this is what you were doing. You're actually doing this. That's right. And it never feels like that. Yeah. He's a, he's so natural in this move, in this scene. He's a phenomenal actor. I'm such a huge yep. fan of his. We're into the beginning of phase three in the MCU. So no surprise, but you know, you look at Rachel McAdams, Benedict Cumberbatch, Chiwetel Ejiofor, Tilda Swinton. Benjamin Bratt, you know, we are so firmly in the era of, uh, it's not like, wait, a comic book movie? I'm not doing a comic book movie. It's like, oh, what comic book movie can I get into? Doctor Strange? Great. Yeah, I'll take it. Oh, do you realize with Maz Mickelson being in this movie? Yeah, Maz Mickelson. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. We've had all three Hannibal Lecter's in the in Marvel movies. Oh, my God. Yeah. Now, right? Brian Cox is not. MCU, I didn't but say, Marvel movie. I said, said Marvel. Marvel. You did. You did. I found my teacher, and my mind was elevated, and my spirit deepened, and somehow... Your body healed. Yes. And there were deeper secrets to learn there, but I didn't have the strength to receive them. I chose to settle for my miracle, and I came back home. A Pangborn directs Strange to Camartage, where he's taken in by Mordo, a sorcerer under the Ancient One. We've gushed about Chiwetel Ejiofor, which the chances of me saying his name right every time, slim to none... But I've said it twice. Chiwetel Ejiofor. Uh, close enough. I mean, I got listen for me. Yeah, that's a, for me. That's a home run. That's uh, look, you, you try. And I feel bad because I love this actor. He's phenomenal. For me, he first showed up 
uh, as the operative in Serenity, the the Firefly movie that was made a couple of years after the TV show was canceled. Uh, but he's just and, phenomenal. And then he, yeah, yeah, and then he was twelve years slave. slave, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> got to be weird to be back on set with Benedict. Like, boy, this is a different dynamic the last time we were in a movie, <laughs> right? <together. laughs> right. Love Igio for. Love. Uh, what's this? My mantra. The Wi-Fi password, Shambhala. We're not savages. And again, as I've said before, I hate uh, Strange's beard. <laughs> it's horrible. Do not do this ever. Yeah, it's pretty rough. Yeah. It's pretty rough. It's pretty. Rough. It's basically a war crime. <laughs> oh wow! A couple things to point out here: the costume design on Strange when he's wandering through Comratage. Yeah. Fucking genius! Did you catch what it was? Mm-mm. Dark blue. With a red lining, much like I'm wearing oh, here. Oh, yeah, yeah. It is the idea of the... Co- Starting to suggest it, yeah. Yes, yeah. it's so good. I was like, fuck, that's amazing. I love all of the costumes in this. You know, Strange and all uh, of those... His training montage costume, where it's open here, I'm like, eh. that's just impractical. Uh, listen, that's just a pain in the ass to get dressed in the morning. You know... Th- However, his Doctor Strange outfit, holy shit, I would wear that all day, every yeah. day. Yeah, yeah. It, it looks so comfortable. Every, but they all look good, and, and they're very much evocative of the spirit of the comics. But those comic book characters, uh, you know, we've talked about this. What works as an illustration in a comic book page yep. can be hard to translate. They do a great job of of pulling up the feel of the way those characters look. Yeah. And and looking good on screen. It's really, really well done. Just one other thing to point out. Mordo saves uh, Strange from muggers, which is yep. great because first <laughs> Strange is like, I'll punch you. Oh, shit. I, my hand was broken. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah that, that was a mistake. That was a but Chiwetel is a fifth degree black belt, so pretty easy for him to do those scenes. I did not know that. Yeah. He's an yeah, interesting that, guy. Yeah, we need more. Yeah. I, I assume that we're going to get a... I assume. I'm, I hope we're going to get a Doctor Strange 3, and I, I hope that they find a way to bring him back. What's in that tea? Psilocybin? LSD? It's just tea. With a little honey. The Ancient One demonstrates her power to Strange, which reveals the astral plane and other dimensions. Fucking wild special effects here, man. And, uh, you know, they're so crisp and clean and realistic looking. This must be before Marvel pissed off everybody and the effects became, you know, not great. Oh, that's unfortunate. Um, well, listen. I, Hang the, on. You you say that a lot. Am I wrong? I, well, the special effects have gone downhill quite a well, lot. Are you pointing to the Disney Plus series? Because I don't. Again, I don't think that's fair. I'm not. I'm pointing to the movies. Black Widow's got some shit special effects in it. I, well, listen. I, I think. Oh wait, I forgot. You can't say anything bad about the no, MCU. No, that's, okay. that's not true. I think that's chalked up to Black Widow. There's not supposed to be anything fantastic in that story, right? This is clearly or it is the stories of Marvel Studios pissing off almost every single special effects house in Hollywood. Oh well, I I am unaware of that. I don't. Yeah. Uh, I don't have any. A lot there. of people come out and be like, yeah, that we would be halfway through rendering something and be like, oh no, we need to change. This hat to green or some nonsense, and then have to start all over. Yeah. Okay. And we're not very nice about it either. Oh, that's fair criticism then. That's fair Mm -hmm. criticism. More little breadcrumbs of the reach of Dormammu in the dark dimension. Did you notice one of the creepiest elements of this whole world passage, you know, like, uh, you know, passing through the veil in the hero's journey, when he ends up in the dimension with all the hands and the fractal Mm -hmm. hands where... 
his fingers get little hands at the end of them. And those and they get hands little hands get, and they get little hands. Yeah. Yeah. Did you notice that some of the hands, as they start to overwhelm him, have that creeping black inky mm-hmm. stain on them? I, I, I was like, that's a subtle detail. I'm sure I didn't pick that up the first time we watched it, but I watched, no. when I watched it last night, I was like, oh, let's just drop a little, another little hint here, right? Did you watch this on Disney Plus? Yes. Did you watch it in Enhanced IMAX? Oh, I don't think I saw that. Did you just watch it on the regular feed, or did you have to scroll down to a different version of it? I, I had to scroll within Marvel to get to Phase 3. But once, and then once you Strange, got to the play the movie... I just hit the play. You, yeah, yeah, I didn't know okay, there was so you did the option. IMAX Enhanced. No, no, you did the right one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right, Colin. I said the right one. For some <laughs> reason, my brother doesn't want to see more of the movie. Oh, yeah, he's got that weird... He, it's super he, weird. Colin, I do not understand your obsession with the formats. You have shared numbers that I have no conception of. I don't get it. But here's the thing. If they did it true IMAX and it yeah. had the black bars on the side, yep, I get it. That's frustrating. Like Zack Snyder's Justice League. It's frustrating. It's just the way that Zack wanted it. Yep. I got over it within 10 minutes. If it kept going widescreen to IMAX to widescreen to IMAX, I would have been like, fuck this movie. But I love <laughs> that in this part, it literally cuts when the ancient one touches his head and says, free your mind. Mm. The instant he goes flying back, it widens. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. so you know, without what? even noticing it. I, that's. I didn't notice that. So for me, it was a seamless experience, and that's what you want, right? I, I don't want to notice you to be the format. 100% honest with me. Yeah. Did you have a jazz gummy before you watched this? I did not. No, because I okay. need to I need to pay attention. Oh, it's been a it's been All a right. boring week. I'm looking forward to the weekend. Are you kidding? Holy cow. All right. Uh so <laughs> the ancient one reveals the astral plane and other dimensions, such as the mirror dimension. She reluctantly agrees to train Strange, whose arrogance and ambition reminds her of Cassilius. We get our first look at the good old eye of Agamotto. Yep. Now it's not mentioned, we just see it there. Which will become troublesome. When this movie series continues. Okay. For in the comics, do you know what it takes to become the Sorcerer Supreme? Uh, No, but... You have to be able to wield the Eye of Akimoto correctly. Mm -hmm. It is not a time device. It has many different powers. Mm -hmm. And be able to use the Cloak of Levitation in your favor. Got it. Yeah, I mean... Again, listen... So the instant... And I knew that bit of... I knew some stuff about Strange, so when that... When they made it, what they make it, which will it's later in the synopsis, so I won't say it now. I was like, oh, uh-oh. Well, you know what? I'll say it now. Like, isn't there a giant purple dude looking for all of those right now? Eh, that's going to be a problem. Well, listen, and so that is not the comics legacy, right? The whole Infinity mm-hmm. Stone, it's not, right? So this but is not, clearly for the movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, but boy, that's what I mean. Like, I was like, why would you make this a time, uh, the time stone when you know, it's gotta be taken away from him and it's part of his, pa- it's weird, well, weird, weird choice. I, I think they do a good, I think they do a good job of in the well, MCU I, explain, like it's the most powerful tool that the Sorcerer Supreme has to protect earth. So mm-hmm. it, it's better be one of those artifacts. I was, and it does, but it doesn't, it doesn't. Okay, so flash forward to when it's used in other ways and yep. everything that happens to it. Sure. I never like, boy, they really boffed it. Like, 
but it was there were some hurdles they had to jump over to make it okay. Like at the end of this movie, when Wong's like, "Yeah, this is a time stone," I I distinctly remember going, "Huh?" It'd be well, like, "Hey, uh, the sun powers your power, Superman." Oh, we're gonna take the sun away from you in the next movie. <laughs> like, wait, well, hang on. I, I mean, those oh, are the. I mean, that what? was the stakes of the in- Infinity Saga, right? Like, it was mm-hmm. everything was on the line. I, my only regret is. I was 100% wrong. I was convinced that it was the soul gem because in my mind, it made it made more sense for the Sorcerer Supreme to have control over the spirits of the living and the dead than opposed to time. I had this whole theory that the time stone was going to be in Wakanda and the time stone's energy was the reason why vibranium could absorb energy unlimited because it was manipulating time to spread out like the impact of Thor's hammer. If Uh you took that impact over a millisecond, it's a massive amount of energy. If you spread that, the amount of energy in that impact over a million years, it's like not even a push with a, Right, yeah. like so. I had this whole theory. I actually, I think my theory had some legs to it. I, 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 I was think wrong. it did too. I was wrong, but boy, and, I, I was convinced. And what they do in the MCU with the Soul Stone is amazing, heartbreaking, but amazing. I mean, like what it takes to get it. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, we're not going to talk about that. We're, well, I'm just going to say that anything else you say right now will be cut. Just so you know. I just want to say. Denied. Strange studies under the Ancient One and Mordo, and from ancient texts in a library that are now guarded by Master Wong. So, first of all, very funny. Two Benedicts, one movie. (laughs) And every time Strange, pretty much almost every time, Strange tries to get Wong to laugh, that is just Cumberbatch trying to get Benedict Benedict to to laugh. Which is just so great. What a great arc for Wongers from here to where he'll end up in She-Hulk, right? Like <laughs> with Wongers, I, yeah. Oh, fucking love him. Um, and I and I love that. Like, well, the next time we see him is Infinity War. So, like, yes, yeah. In the beginning, I was like, ah, oh, he's really serious, and he gets kind of some funny moments in Infinity War. But then at the end, at the end of this, when he laughs so hard, I'm like, oh. He's broken. He's good now. He's good now. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. It's not a weird shift. <laughs> yeah. I love the moment when Wong calls him Mr. Strange. And he says, Stephen, please. Contrast to when the ancient one calls him Mr. Strange. Uh, doctor, actually. Evidence of we're seeing the change in Strange. Um, more breadcrumbs. So the book that Cassilius stole pages from, Wong tells Strange that book is a study of time, a la the. Eye of Agamotto. We'll get more hints even beyond this movie, but it's old enough. That I think it should. This should stay in. But we see Strange, Strange's body sleeping while his astral form is studying a book, which is exactly what we see at the end of when she is reviewing the in astral form while her body is out, you know, doing. Um, you know, grocery shopping. Just, uh, I love all of this stuff here. Cleaning the kitchen, and also I'm gonna just bleep every time you oh, give you, a spoiler away. Son of a bitch. Okay, uh, this and is I'm not a spoiler. I'm gonna leave this part in too. I'm gonna leave this, this part in too. That's fine. <laughs> this is not a spoiler, but another little nod to the comic book fans. So when Mordo and Strange are fighting, you know, in the training, 
The Living Mortal, Tribunal. The staff of the Living Tribunal. That is a cosmic being in Marvel. It's the three-faced dude. And uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll see him eventually. Oops. That's a spoiler. Yes. In this montage, we get that. Uh, Strange uh, hasn't mastered uh, when we get to Infinity War. In the comics, Doctor Strange has a handful of uh, spells that he uses over and over and over again in the comics. He uses them all in a very specific fight. And I'm going to name them all when we get there. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So, but in this, not only is there this great fight between Strange and Mordo, but then there's also... The introduction of the deusus of machinas in any movie we are in, the sling ring. Oh, we need to get out of here? Sling ring. Goodbye. Oh, we need to get over here? Sling ring. Goodbye. We're on the other side of the earth. We don't need to travel on a plane. Sling ring. We're there. You know, it is a weird little bit of in-universe logic. From what I can tell, I don't think the sling ring powers everything. I think the sling ring is about the portals. Mm Mm-hmm. Or is it like Harry Potter, without a wand, he has no way to channel his energy? He's the Sorcerer Supreme, or he will be the Sorcerer Supreme. No, they flat out in this movie, they take Garcilius's sling ring later. So you, without the sling ring, you can't open portals. S- s- you can still work other magic? Is it just You can work other magic. magic. It's just simply summoning portals. You that, need a sling ring. That's a weird... It, l- listen, it's, I'll say... It's weird that that's the only thing the sling ring does, uh, and that the, it's called a sling ring, and it's not called, like, I don't know, portal, portal ring. ring. Yeah. yeah. I, I will say they are at least consistent that that's the rule, right? Like, if you mm-hmm. get the ring, they're stuck. Um, it's just a weird rule, so... Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so, during the sling ring training... Yep. Uh, the Ancient One realizes, well... Strange is walking a tightrope with the net, so let's take out the net. And what does he do to do that? Oh, he puts him halfway on up fucking Mount Everest. <laughs> and then just leaves him there, just takes a sling ring and pieces out. Oh, no, he doesn't yeah. take his sling ring. I'm sorry, because he needs it. But just pieces out. I'm like, yeah, you'll figure this out. And then Mordo comes down. And my question is, has the Ancient One done this before, and are there dead Carmitage students? I, I think so, 100%. Because he says... Oh, no, not again. Now you're just again. like, oh, yeah. fuck. I can't lose another one. Not again. Not again. Uh, and I love the moment where the Ancient One, it's almost like uh, Neo in The Matrix when when um, Morbius, Morbius is, try, is Morbius. trying... Morpheus is is hoping that not Morbius. That's a totally Morbius, different no. movie that we don't want to watch. No, we'll get to it eventually. Yeah, that subtle moment of showing the back of the ancient one's hands and she's playing with her fan in a nervous way because she's like, "Okay, he has been there a while. Maybe I was wrong. Shit, we gotta go take another dead body off Everest." <laughs> uh, no, uh, they just get left there. We we know that uh, they just get left. There. Green boots is uh, apparently a landmark. But if you have, okay, so yes. But if you have a sling ring, <laughs> it's not as hard. You could clean up all that trash. Yeah, it's ridiculous yeah. that humanity has has uh, just basically trashed the high, you know, the, yeah. Right. Yeah, we're, we're garbage, we're garbage people. Yeah. yeah. Um, did you learn how to swim by having like an uncle or a cousin throw you into deep water? I did not either, but that's basically what Ancient One does. Yeah. No, I I almost drowned uh, once. So, oh, no. Jesus! Yeah, at uh, Camp Iroquois. 
Camp Iroquois. Yeah. Which is not called Camp Iroquois anymore, thankfully, because that's fucking awkward. But there's a lake there. And I went too far out, couldn't get my feet on the ground. And yeah, I I was almost uh, Jason Voorhees. Like, (laughs) concerts didn't notice. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was really, I was, it was, that is one of the two almost death moments I've had in my life. Oh, good Lord. Well, heroes like the Avengers protect the world from physical dangers. We sorcerers safeguarded against more mystical threats. Strange learns that the Earth is protected from threats from other dimensions by a shield threat generated from three sanctums New York City, London, and Hong Kong. Dear listeners, hold on to those cities, they're going to show up again. (laughs) <laughs> which are all directed directly accessible from Carbertage. The sorcerer's task is to protect the sanctum. The Pangorn instead chooses to channel mystical energy only to heal his paralysis. Dick move. <laughs> Seriously. Like when you yeah. think about it, like you're like, okay. And then like no, when it's gets, explained he, in the movie, I'm like, it's an amazing gift. And he says, yeah. yeah, yay me. Yep. Yeah. Strange progresses quickly and secretly reads the books uh, reads the book from which Cassilius stole the pages, learning to bend time with the eye of Agamotto. This is such <laughs> a, like, if you had the eye yes. and you had the ability to do what he does with that apple, uh-huh. would you, after eating a very good meal, reverse time and eat that meal again? Oh, fuck like, yes. Yeah. I would eat. Like, oh, that's the best steak I've ever eaten. Okay, I'm gonna I would again. not eat one pizza. I would eat five pizzas. But you'd also have to do it around your stomach to get rid yeah. of it. Oh, of course. Uh, that's, that's absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I assume that that was understood. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I assume that was part of the deal. Yeah. Yeah. Mordo and Wong were strange against breaking the laws of nature in a Harry, did you draw your name from the Goblet of Fire yeah. level of. Yeah. Like, it is. like, Wong comes into the scene. He's like, hey, dude, don't do that. Mordo not, is fucking rip shit pissed at him. He's like, why are you doing the loss of danger? And his reaction is on par with Arnold in True Lies when he gets caught with the truth serum. And Jamie Lee Curtis is like, did you kill people? Yes, but they were all bad. Like, his reaction is like, well, I didn't know. Like, I, yeah. is, am I in trouble? He's, he's, a, he's a kid who just discovered a lighter. His dick. <laughs> and oh, like, don't play with yes. fire. He's like, yeah, what? That's right. That's right. That's right. I was just—I just flicked this thing, and there's this little cool flame. I don't know what's right. happening. Drawing comparisons to Cassilius' desires for eternal life. Now, speaking of Cassilius, he uses the stolen pages to contact Dormammu of the dark dimension. <sighs> of all the things I was nervous about, this was the thing that made me the most nervous. I was so nervous yeah. when Dormammu was revealed as the actual big bad. I was like, "Uh oh, no, no! You save him for." movie two or three he's like dr strange's joker he's the big guy like i was like oh Uh, fuck they they blew their wand so i mean the reality is you could very easily point to a number of other dr strange foes who i think kind of sit in that same like epic level fight dormammu clearly one of them but you could also point to nightmare you could also point to mephisto so, and again, I think it comes with the fact that, you know, by the end of this movie and in the comics, Strange is the Sorcerer Supreme. He is the guy with the responsibility of protecting the Earth from magical threats, right? So, But also, yeah, yeah. you know, kind of spoiler for the end, if you're listening along with us and not haven't watched the movie, he doesn't kill Dormammu. Why are you So here? when he didn't kill Dormammu, I was like, 
oh, good. We can bring Dormammu back for another movie. We won't, but yes, we could. I yes. think they could. I, oh, uh, yeah, are you, you're Marvel's telling me he's really going to hold good. that? <laughs> yeah, they're not really good at going back to old. Um, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're not, right? I mean, the dark dimension is a place where time is non-existent uh, and and um, Cassilis uses the power of Dormammu to destroy the London Sanctum to weaken Earth's protection. Again, one mm-hmm. of the three kind of bulwarks against uh, invasion. The Zealots then attack the New York Sanctum, killing its guardian. Holy cow. Let's talk uh, about this. Yeah. yeah. First, do you, do you realize who the... Who? Daniel Drum? Uh, brother no. to... Oh, I'm thinking of... I'm sorry. I have a note for a different actor here who the guardian of the sanctum is oh, daniel no, no. drum i don't know who that is brother blood's brother oh no kidding oh or brother brother blood or brother voodoo brother voodoo brother blood Maybe. is dc comics that's oh, the guy bro- brother voodoo excuse brother me brother voodoo yeah yeah it's his brother daniel oh i didn't know that oh that's interesting. yeah you got to piece it together because Cassilius calls him daniel yep I'm like, okay, we're we're name checking this dude. It's got to be something. Sure, and then sure. later, Mordo says, "Guardian Blood" or whatever his name oh, is, Master Daniel Blood. Drum. Yes, Master Drum is has died. Yes, yes, yes. So like, oh, Daniel, Daniel Drum. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that is it's a, a great cut. Easter egg without being like, "Hey, we're giving you an Easter egg right now." Yeah, because yeah, they yeah, could have yeah. just gone. Daniel Drum. Look how, and we'd all go, "Oh, is it?" But the fact they split it up for us, you really had to. Think about it. I, I, it's smart writing. Yeah. This is a phenomenal sequence. We're getting all the special effects. And now, for the first time, although Strange was exposed to it as the Ancient One was kind of throwing him through the universes or dimensions, um, Strange is fighting in the midst of this. You know, certainly elements of Inception, which for some reason I was thinking came after this, but uh, the hallway fight... You know, you got mm-hmm. You got to give a nod to Inception for what they did there. Oh, but, oh yeah. it's so good. It's so good here. It's so good. Mads Mikkelsen. Oh. And this right? has my favorite. How long have you been at Kamataj, Mr. Doctor? Mr. Doctor? It's strange. Maybe. Who am I to judge? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Mads Mikkelsen, you don't think of him as a funny guy, but if you like dry humor, it's there. You get you get Mads Mikkelsen to do it because he's wonderful. Uh-huh. And uh, there's a little, uh, what some people think is a Moon Knight reference. There's a white mask in the sanctum with an onk on it. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I missed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, missed that. I don't think it is, but I think it's just like, they're like, uh, put a white mask over there and uh, put an onk on it. That'll it's- look weird. It's kind of like the vault in the first Thor movie, right? Like it's just like throwing stuff in. It's not necessarily the vault in the has not the eye of Agamotto, but the other Agamotto piece. What is ah oh, fuck? Uh, the flame of Agamotto. That's what it is. The flame of Agamotto. The flame. flame? Uh, something. The flame, something that, in that. Uh, no, the eternal flame. I can't. The remember. The eternal what it flame is. is yeah is something else. Uh, okay, so I there's can't a fake. I got it. Yep. The fake infinity gauntlet. Yep. Uh, the table of life and time. The tuning fork, which I believe has to do with. With lockdown. Can be uh, used to locate where magic is being used or dangerous to the world. It can, however, be blocked by other magical users. So the tuning fork is absolutely useless. Okay. Yep. <laughs> the, the eternal flame, which 
both the Eternal Flame and will become very important in a couple movies. So yep. will the fake Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> um, and then uh, the Warlock's Eye is the uh, mystical weapon stolen by Thor and the Warriors 3 from Har- Harokin. That's guarding the enemy from the th- Thor in the comics. The casket of the Ancient Winters. Right. Which is and what Loki goes to use. Yep. The orb of Agamotto. The orb. That's the other piece. Yeah. There were two, there were two artifacts. The orb is like it gets mentioned, but the eye is the one that, you know, strange is two iconic things. We've already seen the eye. In this scene, we'll get the cloak of levitation. Which is <laughs> and I mean, spoiler, favorite character might be the cloak. God damn it. Yes, it is. It's my favorite character. We can say it now. <laughs> we'll get hints of it here. But if you didn't love the cloak here, Infinity War, you love the co- cloak. Love mm-hmm. the cloak. I said it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Ugh. But this whole sequence, so well done. Um, you know, Strange's entrance, uh, his, you know, clumsy attempt to kind of, you know, he's like the last last wave of uh, defenders here for the uh-huh. Sanctum. It's just, just amazing. Um, so... Uh, Man, I would I would argue not quite the level of when a certain hero takes possession of Mjolnir in Endgame, but well uh, the the moment in which Stur- the cloak flies Strange, down to cr- yeah, and then Strange levitates up in the cloak. I mean, that's a marquee yeah. shot right there, right? Like that's yeah. like a fucking yes. I believe that was in the trailer. That and him walking, uh, him doing that, him grabbing the cloak. Throwing it around and it setting itself on him, yeah. and him walking up the steps to the window of the world. Which, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, oh. it's right behind you there. Oh, it's again. right behind visual, me. Visual only. I'm at one fourteen A Beaker Street. You know, no big deal. Bleaker <laughs> oh, Street. Right. God damn Bleaker, it. Yep, yep. In Greenwich Village. Yep. Which makes yeah. sense. Of course, that would be in the where all the weirdos are. Just kidding. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. Now, um, I'm not now, kidding. Yeah. Uh, Strange holds them off with the help of the Cloak of Levitation, but he is critically injured during the skirmish. So leading up to that Cloak helping him, he gets rid of two of the Zealots through uh, a teleportation thing that never is used again. <laughs> it's like the teleportation doors, right? Like, where do you yeah. want to go? Oh, I'm going to the, you know, the Sahara Desert. No, no, I mean, I mean the uh, Brazilian rainforest. Oh, just turn the dial. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and it's it's fun. It's it's again, it's in a movie that's got dark pieces in it. You know, these light moments and these fun moments or whimsical um, are great balance points. How about when the last um, Zell uh, is about to stab Strange mortally, yeah, you know, like killing yeah. him? Oh yeah, and the fucking cloak just wraps himself around and oh. just starts and hulking him around. <laughs> yes, it hulks him. Yes, yes, one hundred percent. I laughed out loud. I believe we laughed out loud when we saw it in the theater. I laughed out loud when I watched this last night, and I it's knew it was wrapped, coming. I'm like here it comes, here, here it comes. comes. <laughs> it's wrapped around his head and just like banging his head into the floor, like that's whatever. It's around. tough. That is tough. Now, My note there is cloak of levitation to the rescue. Like, it's so 100%. awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, uh, Strange teleports himself back to the hospital where Palmer saves him. Now, so. <laughs> oh, you have a note too. I'll no, get mine I out just of the want way. to talk about the scene. There's stuff in yeah, there. Yeah, we'll talk about yeah. the scene. One thing I want to say when she is stitching him up and he goes to apologize, mm-hmm. for some reason, I don't know why Scott Derrickson or 
Leonard Cumberbatch was allowed to get away with this. But when he says, Christine, I am so, so sorry, he puts those two so's together that it sounds like he's saying, ah, Christine, I'm, I'm so, so sorry. Christine, I am so, so sorry. Oh, like, kind of sorry. I'm like, kind of. I'm so, so, like, I was like, I'm so, so sorry. What? Well, I, I did not notice that. My note here is another great scene, and, and I mean the writing, the acting, oh, yes. and the special effects. Holy cow, they all come together. The um, fight in the astral plane is so rad. So good. Now, the zealot who's fighting Strange. So that zealot mm-hmm. has, that character has a name, Lucian. Oh, good um, for him. So that is, play, he is played by the actor Scott Adkins, who we oh, have yeah. seen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you re- yeah, do you remember? Oh, I mean, he's done no, lo- He's like don't. a martial artist. He's a stunt artist. guy, right? Yeah. He, he is. We've. Um, oh, no. N- well, he was Weapon 11, a.k.a. Deadpool, in X-Men Origins Wolverine. Oh, good for him. He's in a better Marvel movie. He's in a good better you, Marvel better. movie. Yes. Good and we for see his you, face. Buddy. Good for him. Good for him. But yeah, it's not the, Ryan uh, Reynolds' face. <laughs> yeah, mapped on to. Yeah, but he is he's the guy performing as the the uh the weapon it's, at the end of Origins. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. That yeah, he's yeah. in this, not that then we're talking about oh, X-Men Origins Wolverine. Of course. There's nothing good about X-Men Origins Wolverine. Much like Thor of the Dark World, the only thing good is the relationship between uh, Logan and Sabretooth, right? Between the brothers and Thor. Oh, and uh, uh, his girlfriend there. Yeah, she's fine. Silver Fox. Yeah, yeah, I guess. She, well, I, I mean, her hair was more black. I would say she was a... <laughs> Commander, where are we? We seem to be stuck in an alternate dimension. And you're no longer a captain, you're a commander. Commander. Dear God, are you a lieutenant? And why are you talking like that? Oh no, I don't I don't know why I'm talking like that. But no, I seem uh, to have no rank! Only the title of Doctor? I don't think there are admirals either. Captain! I mean Commander, I mean Look, Casey, we are getting a message. It seems we have been tasked with reviewing a historical document entitled Galaxy Quest? Then there's no moment to spare. Engage! I I, I don't think um, Night Radio Legal has cleared usage of engage, so you might want to just dial that back there. All right. Well, then, I guess it's up to us to say, join us over on the Where No Mom Has Gone Before podcast as we review 1999's Galaxy Quest. Never give up. Never surrender. Mom! Combat, exploration, and roleplay. These are known as the three pillars of play that make every game of Dungeons & Dragons exciting, tense, and rewarding. But we believe there's another pillar to the world's greatest roleplaying game, and that fourth pillar is creation. Are you a dungeon master who has always wanted to create your own monsters, execute your own adventures, design your own challenges, spells, classes, and lineages? That is what we here at the fourth pillar of play, a Night Shift radio production, are doing. Learning game design by designing games. We are not professionals. We are enthusiastic amateurs, just like many of you. So join us as we review and discuss information by professional game designers and put theory into practice by creating new worlds, new monsters, and new opportunities for heroic players. I'm Josh. And I'm Talon. Join us at the fourth pillar of play, 
Available wherever you download your podcasts or visit us at www.fourthpillarofplay.com. And we look forward to creating with you. Is my microphone working? It is. Hello, everyone. My name is Pat Benson, and I'm here to tell you about my new show, Crossed Wires. It's for music lovers, but especially those who are into the tech side of things. Join me as I talk about guitars, electronic instruments and equipment, and conduct gear demonstrations as well as interviews with artists going through their creative process. My first episode, 10 Years is a Decade, is out now. Join in as I try to unravel a mystery that has swept the gear community. It's known as the 10 Years Pedal, and I demonstrate it on a guitar, bass, synthesizer, and a drum machine. I even get the help of some of my friends in The Strokes, Paramore, and Josh Scott of GHS Pedals, to try to get to the bottom of who makes this elusive pedal. To listen and subscribe to the show, head on over to nsradio slash crosswires. That's nsrad.io slash crossed wires. All right, that's it. That's what my show's about. Upon returning to the Sanctum, Strange reveals to Mordo that the Ancient One has been drawing power from the Dark Dimension. <gasps> What a twist! To sustain long life, and Mordo becomes disillusioned with her. After a fight in the mirror dimension of New York, Cassilius mortally wounds the Ancient One and escapes to, to Hong Kong. Oh my for, god, I forgot to put the note in, but yeah. holy shit, when they're on the ground, first, this is like the first spy footage we saw in this movie, is yes. Chiochel Ejiofor and Benedict Cumberbatch running down the street in New York. We're like, oh yeah. cool, and then we yeah. see the movie, we're like, holy shit! Yeah. And also, yeah, yeah. this has the famous moment where Dressed in full Doctor Strange costume, Benedict goes into a comic book shop that was on the shooting area and buys him Doctor Strange comics. I did not see that. Fucking awesome. He's that's so cool. And I, I'm kind of like like you didn't already read this shit. Like you're a you're a trained actor. You did your research. Like I, he's not one of those people that I won't say who. There are some that like put pictures of up of them reading the comics. Like you're not fucking reading the comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not doing it. Don't yep. lie to us. Yeah. Um, but at the beginning of this way, <laughs> when Mordo's like, their connection to the dark dimension makes them more powerful in the mirror dimension. They can't affect the real world, but they can still kill us. This wasn't cleverness. It was suicide. And then they're running and running. They get to the edge of that one building. And <laughs> Dr. Strange goes, this was a mistake. And Mordo gives a look like, no fucking shit. Yeah, right. I just I said just this. said that. Motherfucker. Like, you know, for a doctor, you're kind of stupid. Yeah, yeah. You have to return to your body now. You don't have time. Time is relative. Your body hasn't even hit the floor yet. Before dying, the Ancient One tells Strange that he and Mordo will have to work together to defeat Cassilius, balancing Mordo's steadfast nature against Strange's willingness to bend the rules. This whole him falling, her falling down... And hitting the ground, and they're taking him back to the hospital, and Strange being like, Christine! And Christine being like, Are you kidding me? And that moment of Rachel Adams looking over and like, Oh, this is very serious this time. Oh my God. They're working on her, and this whole scene out on the ledge with the helicopter and the lightning slowly coming, this may be one of my favorite MCU scenes. Yeah. Yeah, I agree that the it's whole just so beautiful. The whole time dilation effect, uh, the you know the um, the special effects in the MCU have never looked better. Agree, yeah, 100%. yeah, everything about it. Um, and at the end of this, after she dies and he goes to put the cloak back on, uh-huh. it was Benedict Cumberbatch's idea for the cloak to rub away his tears. 
Oh, that was really good. I uh, I didn't remember that in the theater, but I definitely noticed it last night. I wondered if that <laughs> and was And I just a, love where he's like, stop it. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good. Strange and Mordo arrive in Hong Kong to find Wong dead. The sanctum destroyed in the dark dimension engulfing Earth. Strange uses the eye to reverse time and save Wong, then enters the dark dimension and creates an endless time loop around himself and Dormammu. Um, real quick, yes. I just thought of, uh, uh, again, I'm sorry, I didn't write the note. Sure. I love the effect of him starting the reversal of time. Yep. Then pointing it at uh, Mordo to get him at the same yep. speed, then doing it to Wong. And then the reason that he doesn't, I, it's like, because he's still learning his powers, he runs into Caecilius and the two zealots that are still alive. Yep. And when he hits them, he almost brings them into their time uh, mm-hmm. movement. And that's why they're able to turn around and start fighting. Cause they have the same effect happen to them. I'm like, Oh, that's really smart. Oh, I totally miss that. That's really, really smart. That the reason that that happens is because strange doesn't think about the fact that touching them might bring them into the same. Sure. 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 Yeah. He's, I just, he's not so yet smart. mastered it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, that's, that is good. So uh, we said it earlier, Dormammu is Benedict Cumberbatch. I don't um, think we did. Uh, I don't believe we said those oh, words. Oh, you said we, Tony. Okay, so Tony Todd was considered, but in yeah, the end, recorded, and they ended up using. Yeah, they uh, use. So it's it's Benedict Cumberbatch's voice. It, with it's motion capture. Motion capture, but also his voice with the note I saw was layered in with a deeper voiced actor as well. So maybe it's um, Tony Todd. And they didn't let him know. Uh, maybe. That's awkward. I mean, he can get his voice pretty deep. If you saw the desolation of Smaug. Smaug, yeah. Um, And now I I think I cut this from the end of last episode because it felt like a better place to put it here. And I've said this to you off mic, but I want to say it here because this is the place to say it. Why I think this is such a phenomenal movie. Because the, the whole crux of this conflict with... Dormammu, or the way in which he defeats Dormammu, is this very almost, I would say, almost Eastern. This for me it evokes like thoughts of like Aikido and you know this whole concept of of uh, negating an en- an enemy as opposed to defeating him. This concept of I don't have to beat you, I just I can keep losing and I just keep you here, and that in effect will beat you even though I lose every single time. It's a really subtle concept. I think it's a really mature choice. The 10-year-old Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle version of this movie, he would have blasted Dormammu, right, or, like, used the time stone to summon up his energy from all of his time, you know, and channel it into one shot. Instead, they go for this really mature concept, yeah. and it, it it's the most mature, in my opinion, that MCU has ever been. It's It's just so well done. To the point where I 100% agree because to the point where when we saw this and he goes into the dark dimension, I'm like, oh, fuck, he's going to face off. He's going to kill Dormammu. It's going to be the one-on-one. On one. Yeah. But yeah. And for him, when he shows up and he does the thing with the – before he goes down, he, he starts the time Summons uh, it. band. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, what's happening here? Yeah. Yeah. And then he gets yes. killed so quickly. And I love the Scott Derrickson – and obviously the special effects department, because this is all CG, have the have the 
balls to have him be blown away and for it to linger on an empty screen for probably a second and a half, which is an eternity when you think your hero has just been killed. Good job. And then he jumps back in. I was like, oh, I get what they're doing. This is great. Yes. It's just so well done. This is, I feel like this is an almost underrated MCU movie. I mean, we, we shared the rating at the end of last episode. It's criminally I think, underrated. I think this scene is is what splits people. You either think like we do, and we think you think it's fucking genius, or you're yeah. like, no, he should have. That's stupid. He should have beat him. Yeah, he should have punched Dormammu right in the balls. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Grab his dick and twist it. Oh my god, dude. twist that dick. Twist his dick. Oh, dick twist. <laughs> now, after repeatedly killing Strange to no avail, Dormammu finally accepts his bargain leaving Earth permanently and taking Cassilius and the Zealots with him in exchange for Strange breaking the loop. Little nod, and it's so subtle, I did not pick it up the first time I watched it. It was the second time. So in the comics, in the Dark Dimension, and again, it's the kind of thing that works so well in a comic book, in this purely visual art form. The Dark Dimension is usually represented, there's this barrier, and you have these almost like generic bulky humanoids they're all dark colored except they have like a red or a pink or a glowing band where their eyes would be Mm -hmm. and they can fire force blasts from that and it's like it's an unending wave of them trying to break the wall between the dark dimension and earth Mm -hmm. as Cassilius and the two zealots are pulled up their bodies like shrivel and darken leaving only this band across their eyes, they become the mindless ones, which... Yeah, 100%. Which is foreshadowed by the 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 makeup that they had on. Sure, sure. Which apparently, surprise, surprise, Ben Dickelson found very uncomfortable to wear because I believe all the little tiles under their eyes are practical. Yeah, practical yeah. with the, the pulsating of them done in post. Oof. Yeah. Because I yeah, think yeah. they said it took like two hours to apply his makeup. I'm like, fuck that. Noise. For basically like like a six by four inch area, right? Like, yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> it's a hard pass. I mean, I of course would do it, but yes, you're right. Theoretically, it's a hard pass. Yes. The longest I've ever had to sit for makeup was for Into the Woods for when I was the wolf. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. 30 minutes. For community theater, that's a lot. Yeah, but you know, I had to get there early because someone else had to get prosthetic makeup put on too. You know who that was? Who's that? That would be my wife. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, she was the witch, right? She was the witch, yeah. That's right. We both had, she had the prosthetic nose, the prosthetic chin, and I had the prosthetic nose. And for some reason, the director thought it would be a really good idea for me to have like those vampire teeth that you could buy that you... That you mold, they used to yeah. sell at Doherty's. Yeah. So I was like, "Wither away so hurriedly!" I sound like I like <laughs> oh, I sound no. like Wallace Shawn. I think I had met you, but we weren't like BFFs yet. But I don't think I, I saw that. I believe I believe we had had our uh, awkward encounter at the top of the Carousel Center uh, steps. <laughs> 
<laughs> where, where, where we walked away. Introduced us. <laughs> yeah, we're no, no, no. I, no, I was not with Danny at that time. Oh, because we really? walked away, and I was like, "Who the fuck was that guy?" Because it was just this is Todd, and I'm like, "Oh, hey, nice to meet you." And we walked oh. away. And who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> She's like, "Oh, that's Joey Panic's older brother." I'm like, "That's Joey's brother." Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, that's so funny. Oh man, that's going back a ways. Holy cow. Yeah, so that's that, pre you so, guys being married even. Oh, so that would have been like 2002. Uh, so before we got married would have been like 2004 probably. Woods was 2003. Oh, then 2003, right? Okay. Okay, yeah. It might have been the same time we were doing Woods. Yeah. Aubrey and I met in 2003. So Yeah, I think you guys right had like just time. moved back. We'd either that first Already year we woods. Yes. Holy cow. Oh my gosh. Or did you just not feel like driving to Casanova? Because I totally get that too. No, because I saw I went to Casanova for Assassins. Listen, that 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 show was garbage, and everybody associated with it was garbage. Uh an I actual went- review from someone who walked out of the show. Ouch. <laughs> uh Assassins was after in, Into the Woods, right? Yeah. Because yeah, I had short okay. hair. That's yep, how, that's that how I remember my uh, theater times. Did Casey have long hair? Do you have short yeah. hair? <laughs> all right. And I cut it all off. That was so that would have been two thousand and five or six. Was Assassins? Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so they're sent into the dark dimension. A great payoff of a quick joke early in the movie. Yeah, you know, you really should have stolen the whole book because the warnings. The warnings come after the spells. It is the genie in Aladdin. Yeah. All part and parcel the whole genie gig. Phenomenal cosmic powers. Yeah, that's that's it. That's right. Uh, so we are hanging out there. Wong lets out a big laugh, and <laughs> Doctor uh, Strange's reaction to it, like, okay, that's the thing that got him to laugh. This joke about reading the warning label. Okay. Yep. The, and Strange's like, we did it, but. Disgusted by Strange, the Ancient One, defying the laws of nature, Mordo renounces his sorcerer career and departs, making Mordo one of the most interesting villains because he's not doing it for bad. He's doing it for good. Yeah. Yes. Again, I I wish we got more Mordo. He's kind of right. He's right. Like, we have, he he is, if we put it in Star Wars terms, more, um, and some people don't believe that these are actual characters. Fuck you, they are. Um, <laughs> Doctor Strange and Wong are now gray Jedis. There okay. is the Force. We can use it. Sometimes we move our way over to the dark side, but we never succumb to the dark side. Okay. Bordo is an old school Knights of the Old Republic Jedi. The Force is the only way. This is the way. Well, that's different Star Wars thing. This is the only <laughs> way to do things. The end. Yeah. Uh, so he leaves. Strange returns the eye, which is revealed to hold an infinity stone. Yes. Go back 40 minutes. We already I already bitched about why that's problematic. Not in a racism problematic way, just problematic <laughs> for the storytelling. Uh, back at Carmitage, and he takes up residence in New York in the Sanctum in one of the coolest end shots. I forgot this fucking awesome end shot where he's just standing in front of the windows of the world yeah. and he's looking at, oh God, I'm like, yeah, wait, this is really, oh God, this movie's so good. It's pretty good. And continues his studies with Wong. And that, dear audience, is his movie.
Except, wait. So, of course, we're in the thick of the MCU, so you know there's mid and post-credit scenes. Yeah, so in the mid-credit scene, taken directly from two movies from now, Thor Ragnarok, but whittled down to make sense for a mid-credit scene, it's kind of like the mid-credit scene at the end of Ant-Man with Civil War stuff. Yep. Um, Strange decides to help Thor, who is in plain clothes for some reason. We'll have to wait till we get to that movie to figure that out. So if you found Odin, you'd all return to Asgard promptly. Oh, yes, promptly. Great. Allow me to help you. Very important to point out that also makes me very upset. This is the only time we will see Doctor Strange, except in Ragnarok, wearing his yellow gloves. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he's sitting there with them on, I'm like, yay, he's got the whole costume. It's the whole thing, yeah. And also, those gloves were really cool. Did you catch that, like, they had breaks at each one of the knuckles, so when he bend, it bended and still looked, yeah. No, I I didn't notice that. I want want a pair of those real bad. (laughs) 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 And uh, so that is first post-credit scene. Yep. And the actual post-credit scene is... Pangborn working in uh, Hollywood's favorite thing, a shop full of machines that probably don't have to do with one another. <laughs> they just look cool together. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, it was very cool that the scene started with him grinding down something on a grinding wheel that made yep. it look like it was a uh, portal. A sling ring? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was very cool. So in this postcard scene, Mordo confronts Pangborn. It's just such a great scene because Pangborn at first like, oh, hey, you're here. Yeah. And, and so I was like, hey, buddy, oh, hey, what's going on? You're here. Uh, and he steals the mystic energy that Pangborn uses, telling him that Earth has too many sorcerers. And this starts the MCU's end credit scenes that I love that go fucking, fucking nowhere. nowhere. Yeah. And that, dear is, audience, is movie. Movie. That was a phenomenal movie. I was yeah. so happy. Uh, I'm so happy. Now, next time, Todd, I got to warn you, I'm going to be so kind. Well, I, listen, you're not going to harsh on my chill because I love the next movie we're doing. But we're not there yet. Because we've got some questions that we need to answer right Todd, now. Todd, you know we do. Hey, Todd. Yep. Yes, sir. What was your favorite character? Who was your favorite character? I mean, not what? It, the character hasn't peaked, but... We're starting to see it here. Doctor Strange is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I love more. Doctor Strange. Doctor Casillas. Uh, but it's not Doctor Strange, of course, as we Strange. said. It's the Cloak of Levitation. Yes. How about it's Doctor Strange with an honorable mention there to we go. the Cloak yes. of Levitation? Yes. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, that's yeah. Fair. Uh, same for you? Is that the same? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're 100%. Yeah, okay. Doctor Strange, Cloak of Levitation. Uh, Listen, there's so many things to choose from. I don't know what you're going to pick, but I know I won't disagree. What is the best scene? Oh, it's the scene we spent a ton of time, and I made sure in the notes that we did. It's yeah. the Sanctum scene. The yeah, Sanctum to the hospital to back. That, that like, probably 20-minute chunk of movie yeah. is near perfection. And, and that is the that is what got, apparently, what got Derrickson the directing job. He wrote, like, a a 12-page scene mm-hmm. that kind of mapped out this. And, uh, yeah, it, it's it, there's nothing. You know, it's the first time we see the mirror dimension, the first fight within the first, what, five minutes of the movie with the Ancient One at the very beginning is mm-hmm. wonderful. And you're like, holy shit, this is incredible. But that is like the, you know, 10% of what we get later on 
Like if you were impressed in the first five minutes of the movie, wait till you get there because it's going to blow your mind. And yeah, mm-hmm. that's, so I don't disagree with that. I mean, there's a million things to love, but yeah, that's phenomenal. Agree. Yeah. Um, here's a tough question. Yeah. yeah. Uh, not at all. There's not nothing all. to cut. No. 100%. I said at the beginning, this movie moves at at it's a not near a short movie. Perfect. It's only two hours. It's well, one fifteen. I mean, it's a full two. You know, full two, almost two hours there. But yeah, yeah it, it never didn't feels feel like, like it. it drags. Yeah, nope. no, no, they no, didn't no. feel yeah. like the full two hours at all. Nothing in there where you go, eh, I didn't need that, or it's redundant, or why are we doing this yet? No, there's nothing. Yeah, and even there's and, a couple times like first watch, I was like, oh, this is, dra-. and all of a sudden it was like, oh no, that was that was important. Okay, got it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, now this one actually I think is actually kind of tougher. Who is the actor having the most fun? Yikes! I think we can rule out we can rule out Matt Mickelson. Yeah, because of, of the because yeah, 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 he yeah. may have had a good time acting in it, but he sure, yeah, right. He's got wasn't go having that. the most fun. The most fun. I don't doubt that. Yeah, she would tell. He could be a contender, right? I, think like, it's, I don't I think doubt it's, that Benedict Cumberbatch is having fun, but I'm sure he's also working his ass off. Right? So initially, um, he turned down this role because he was the original choice, turned it down because he was doing Hamlet, your favorite uh, Shakespeare play. It is my favorite play, yeah. Uh, in London, and uh, there was some sort of delay because they were going to go with Joaquin Phoenix. God, this movie would have sucked with Joaquin oh Phoenix. I'm and that was the name I was waiting for you to say in the mm-hmm. almost cast. I, oh, my God. I would have. Oh, I'm so happy we didn't and get him. Joaquin Phoenix, except for the one movie we have to do with him on this podcast, is a great actor. I really he's enjoy He's a great him. actor. But he's not He would Dr. be the guy, Strange. the second he's done filming, he would talk about, well, magic is ridiculous. So there's nothing in that. Like, he yeah, would he's immediately kind of be undercutting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So fuck that. I want to enjoy it. And I want the people there to enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I uh, don't know who's having the most fun. I mean, l- later on, Benedict Wong is a strong contender, right? Like, he clearly loves that role. Yeah, he clearly loves Wong. I don't know, though. Who? I mean, who do you pick? Is I'm it- picking Chiwetel. I'm picking Chiwetel Ejiofor. Yeah, I, I think I'm there by default. Like, yeah. He's so I I hope they find a way to bring him back. So I hope so too. I hope we get a third Doctor Strange movie, and I hope it's Mordo, and I hope it is this conflict of Earth has too many sorcerers. Like bring it back. Like don't make him a don't make him a red like Red Skull is a great foil for Captain America, but he's not an interesting character, nope. right? Like he's. Right. And and Mordo so could I'm be fine a, with one and done with Red Skull, but don't make Mordo a one and done. So cut this. All right. Now so Casey, uh we we didn't say it at the beginning of the episode, but do you remember from last week the IMDB score for this movie? It's like a seven something, right? Seven point five. Yeah, uh, which clearly hey. neither of us disagree with. Yeah. Yeah. Uh do you know what this is? This is a motherfucking ten. Wow, I was figuring you'd go to nine. No, there's nothing I would cut. I love there's the pacing of this movie. Yep. The yep. the things that I don't like in this movie or that, that rub me the wrong way don't ruin the movie for me. Why wouldn't I it's give it a 10? Yeah, 
Yeah, you, you know what? You're you're right. This, this was the this was this was in that category of the surprise hits like Ant Man mm-hmm. and the first Guardians movie, right? Where mm-hmm. we're like, well, I'm sure it'll be fine. We'll enjoy it. But holy shit, yeah, this, yeah, ten out of ten. Yeah. Ten out of ten. Thank you, Mister Derrickson. You you know what's funny? I don't, don't want to know what the thing is that fucking got oh, him to walk yeah. away from two. I wonder if it was, I wonder if it was the need to, like, clearly two has got a lot of heavy lifting to get us to the multiverse and everything that that is going to mean for the greater MCU. Mm -hmm. I wonder if it was, and this movie, other than kind of like the the end, the the idea that, oh, there's a time stone in there. You knew that, right? Like, Oh, no, they say the word multiverse like half a dozen times in this movie. No, 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 but what I mean is, when they say multiverse here, it doesn't mean what it means in two. The reality is this movie, although it exists in that larger MCU universe, it it doesn't have to interconnect. And I saw a note that James Gunn and Derrickson like talked about, you know, like, hey, here's what's important to me. Like so they had that like we're cohesive both because they're the, the two space. farthest out, yeah. But but the reality is Derrickson didn't really have to do a lot to align with the bigger story. I wonder mm-hmm. if it was, you know, the further we go in the MCU, the more and more it's important that everything is not necessarily collected, connected to a single story, but connected to the, the kind of cohesive vision of the universe. I wonder if it was that, like the degree well, to which Marvel Studios is, is exerting more control over the storytelling. And could it be that he wanted Mordo to be the big bad and they ended up making it someone else? Wanda, and he's yeah, like, but but I else. wanted to be this person. Um, th- yeah. You know what we forgot to mention? What's that? Stanley's, Stanley's cameo in this? Uh, yes, we did. We did. Because uh, this starts the, do you know Scott Derrickson didn't direct this cameo? I did not know that. It's James Gunn. Hmm. James Gunn directed the last five because we only got five left. I, I, and do you think it was like they brought Stan in for a couple of days and they uh, went through? A, a day. One Got it. Yeah. One day, moved him from set to set to set and just went, okay, you're doing this. Now you're doing this. Read they this knew, book. Right, yeah. yeah. Read this script. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, I don't know if he – I don't know if James did the one – I think he did for um, – Captain Marvel. I have to keep count. Interesting. Okay. I think he, but, he does it up to end. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Well, all right. So both of us, this is a perfect movie. There's no reason not to watch it. In fact, this yeah. movie probably doesn't get revisited as often as it should because it's a it phenomenal should. fucking movie. Yeah. 100% uh, should. It. Dad's Breakdown, watch it with kids. Um. So the only problem is. Is the bean absolutely hates Doctor Strange? That's uh, that now, is the only she interaction like that character. Yeah, yeah. The only There's interaction she's had with him is uh, No Way Home. No Way Home. Yeah, that's it. Where he's kind of a dick. Yeah. Well, he's kind of a dick in this movie too. But also, I think it's also she doesn't like uh, Cumberbatch? Cumberbatch, which is weird because oh. she loves otters. Yeah, that's right. Uh, has she seen the Sherlock BBC series? I don't think I could get her to watch it because of her oh. dislike of Benedict. Boy, it I is wish she so would. Good. You know who has yeah. seen it and loves it? 
is Danny. Uh, no surprise there, right? Like mm-hmm. it's yeah, yeah, it, yeah. All right. Now, normally this would be a point where we'd have some stakes, some high stakes here. We got we no stakes. A good movie. No stakes because this is my birthday pick, as we talked about last week. I'm just p- picking the next MCU movie, which is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. True. We're gonna watch the trailer right now. The fate of the universe lies on your shoulders. Now, whatever you do. Don't push this button. Because that will set off the bomb immediately and we'll all be dead. Now repeat back what I just said. I agree. No! No, that's the button that will kill everyone. Try again. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh-huh. I agree. No! Showtime, a-holes. general unselfish love for just about everybody. No, sexual love. No, no, I don't. For her. No. (laughs) She just told everyone your deepest, darkest secret. Dude, (laughs) come on. I think you're overreacting a little bit. You must be so embarrassed. (laughs) Do me, do me, do me. See, you didn't let me say it, but I was going to say, it's a vegan buffet. No steaks. <laughs> no stakes. Well played. Uh, my hair hero, and uh, you know that's the running joke. But I have been a fan of Kurt Russell since the computer wore tennis shoes, oh, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. an old Disney movie, right? Like, I've which been is so forever. crazy that you've seen that, but you hadn't seen John Carpenter's The Thing until like last year when they re-released it. I mean, I'd How? seen pieces of it on HBO, <laughs> but I was, you know what it was? Well, here's why. I was too young to see it in theaters when it came out in '82, right? I was 11. That's true. And I had no one in—I had no one in my life that was a horror fan that would take me to a horror movie at the theater. Um, and then, like, I wasn't a horror fan, so when it was on HBO, which we had growing up, like that wasn't Bragging. anything that grabbed me. Yeah, I mean, listen, I've watched. Big Trouble in Little China a hundred times, right? And I've only Tango seen it once. Cash a hundred yeah. times, right? Sure. Like, yeah, yeah, you know. So, um, big Kurt Russell fan. Executive Decision, which is not a good movie, but Stargate. Oh. oh, that's a great movie. I am a big fan of that movie. Uh, so we went to go see that simply because my late uncle. Uh, yeah. Oh, with your tattoo? 
Yeah, with my tattoo. He had a friend who had gone out because, you know, it was the first movie to use such big special effects like this and all yeah, this yeah. stuff. We went to go see it and we're sitting through it and I'm going, this is this is terrible. This is oh, garbage. I didn't think it was terrible. I loved it. We're watching the credits and my uncle's just sitting there kind of stroking his beard like I am right now. And his friend name comes across the screen and goes, ha, I spelled it wrong. And just got up and walked out. <laughs> so not only did we sit through a bad movie, but his friend who helped make oh, it. I, uh, no. Stargate is a popcorn movie for me. I'll stop. If I'm flipping channels and Stargate's on, I'll stop. I'll Aren't stop. you mad at the fact that Kurt Russell has a crew cut in it, getting rid no. of his glorious locks? No, no, because I'm a fan of him and the hair. So, uh, so we're going to watch that next time. Yeah, we sure but, are. Uh, Casey... If people have thoughts about everything we've covered so far, what's the best way that they should get in touch and share their incantations with us? Uh, I'm still there on Twitter, but I'm not active on Twitter, so I'm not even going to mention what I am there. But on uh, Mastodon, I am not. I'm at not Ryan Casey at geekdom.social. Oof. Okay. Mastodon. Fix that. And on Hive, I am CJRACT. I'm also on Letterboxd as CJRACT. I'm on. I'm trying to be on everything. Um, uh, how about you, Todd? Yes, uh, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok at TMP in SYR. And of course, the podcast itself is still on Twitter. I'm posting for it, but that's all I'm doing. Yep. It is TSPHC tweets. Instagram, Superpod HeroCast. We're only on Hive. Uh, now I haven't set up a net Mastodon for us, and that is just simply TSPHC. And, of course, if you'd like to write us a letter explaining your love or hatred of any of the movies we review, you can do that by writing it on your computer to SuperpodHeroCast at gmail.com. And why is that, Todd? Because only Cap writes letters. Tony. Music for the podcast comes to us from two places. Our theme song is Take a Chance by Kevin McLeod. You can find his music at incompetech.com. Our beer music is Feather Duster by Shane Ivers. Find his music at silvermansound.com. So that'll do it for the Superpod Hero Cast for this week. For Todd Panic, I'm Casey Ryan. And for Casey Ryan, I'm Todd Panic. And I've been your moderator, Danny Ryan. Be heroic. We did it. One, two, three. One. Do we need one more? Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Do you, no, no, not that. Oh. I was quoting. I was quoting Ocean's Eleven. Oh, right. do, you, do you think we need one more? We need one more, right? right. Yeah. I think we need and, one more. Yeah. No, Brad doesn't say anything. That's the best That's thing. True. Brad's no, just like, no, 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 no. But George saying, "You think we need one yeah, more?" You think yeah. we need I mean, one he's more? having both sides. We need of the one more. Uh, did you hear the George Clooney on Smartless? It's an older episode. No, I don't even know what Smartless is. Wait, that's not on your podcast radar. Hmm. Will Arnett. Oh, Jason that's the, yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't know that's what oh, it was okay, called. Yeah, yeah. Smartless, uh, so, which is really the three of them busting on each other and then bringing someone into the conversation. But the Clooney episode is really good. First of all, the guy not you could not find a more like a, a guy. Who Dude, seemed, he doesn't realize he's fucking one of the he, most handsome men in the world. He, yeah, <laughs> he knows it, but he do, it, it doesn't seem that he lives his life that way, and. uh it, you know, they get him talking about practical jokes, which it's worth listening to the episode just for that. 
Okay. I I will. So I'm burning my way through films to be buried with, which you should probably go through and find someone that you like. I'm sure he's interviewed him. Hmm. Uh, you know who's host it, right? Is I do not. Roy fucking Kent. <gasps> oh, oh! I heard that he had a podcast. I wonder if Aubrey's aware of that. I got to give her a heads up. He's had a podcast long. In fact, they talk about apparently he and I'm listening to uh, Bill Lawrence's episode. They did a pilot the year before Ted Lasso because they started no talking kidding. about this pilot. I'm like, guys, just say it's Ted Lasso. But I'm like, oh, maybe they're keeping it a secret. And they're like, and uh, sadly, it did not get get picked up. I'm like. Oh, wait, this is something different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he was like a security officer or something. Oh, wow. Okay. And then they did, you know, Can't, one of the greatest modern. Cannot wait. Uh, comedy. Oh, Can I, cannot wait. We're supposed to be getting it in the spring. How about Shrinking? Are you going to watch that? Which one is that? Shrinking. Jason Siegel and oh, yes. Harrison yeah. Ford. Yes, yes. Hey, kid. Yeah. I'm your therapist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yikes. I, if I walked into a therapy office and it was a person like Harrison Ford, I'd be like, goodbye forever. You, you know what I think I've realized? I only want to watch Harrison Ford now in new properties because I hate what he does to all of his old stuff. Because I, I think he uh, hates being in them. So something except new. Except for Indy. I think Indy's his favorite. So I think he's going to give – it looks like he's going to give it a go for Indy 5. I'll I, listen. It's James Mangold, so I'm I'm gonna fucking see it. Yeah. All right. I'll see it. Yeah, you're gonna see it. You're gonna be sitting right next to me, I and we're either know. gonna be like, "That was so good," or be like, "God damn it, where's Crystal Skull?" Yeah, yeah that's right. So there's four Indiana Jones movies. Right. All right. <laughs> it depends on how Wolverine gets in there. Whoa. Well, I mean, <laughs> you think they'll do that? I mean, I know. Wade is pansexual, but yeah. I don't know if Listen, Logan's up for he's that. He's going to slide oh. into his DMs, and it's just going to it's going to roll from there. <laughs> I'm going to snap, and it's going to have undone. No, don't don't snap in the MCU. That's bad. Oh no, no, I'm, yeah, I'm snapping and undoing. No, oh, stop great. it, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, well, uh, but you think I'm right? Go, he should have. He no, should have no, no. punched Dormammu in the balls. I think, I think the you're balls. right that it's split. <laughs> that there are people who think that. Uh, but, uh-huh. You know. Uh, well, Trump, we're not going to get Trump into Trump almost what, got elected what, twice. Yeah, uh, so, I was going to uh, say we're not going to go into what uh, splits this country because yeah, exactly. I will, I will get very depressed very quickly. Y- you and me both.